What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 162. I am your host, Anthony Trapani. I'm happy to be here. I'm here with a couple of resident homies, Joel, not Joel yet, actually. Joel's going to be here 10 minutes late. If, you, if you're just a listener, that we've been letting everybody know since the beginning that he's going to be late. Uh, Casey Howard, Joseph K with me tonight, and we got the bananas in the background, and we are joined by a, uh, a return guest, uh, homie Max Smith. What's going on, Mac? What's up, dude? I'm fucking back. I'm back, Yes, baby. you are. You made it, dude. You well, made it back. Going, Thanks for coming on and hanging out with us again, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Fucking no awesome. Happy almost Friday. Yes. Happy almost Friday. Yes, right. yes. Happy uh, almost Friday to everybody who uh, is listening. And, and and actually, we haven't seen anybody in the chat yet. Where y'all at? Pop in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, let's uh, kick off some plugs real quick. Let's do that. Battleforgecoffee.com. You know, that's always at the top. It's our homies. Deeds of Flesh making some coffee making some really good coffee by the way and you can get other shit too but go over there buy a mug or a t-shirt help the homies out they kicked off this podcast with us episode one was with those guys so of course we're gonna rep them as much as we can and uh for uh rehearsal oh and uh, cali death podcast.bigcartel.com is where you're gonna get your uh t-shirts i still fucking i don't know why i still think the generator is the second one but anyways dude you want to support the show go buy a t-shirt from calidethpodcast.bigcartel.com got a couple of designs up in there i uh i enjoy the the anniversary t-shirt when i wear it i i feel pretty awesome repping my own shit when i'm wearing that though because it's such a cool design triple sace design shout out um generatorrehearsalstudios.com if you want to go get your you want to go sharpen your sword in the musical craft down in southern california you got to do it there they got the facilities for it go uh talk to those guys down at generatorrehearsalstudios.com and then uh the professor's coming in hot with some plugs i think he said yeah um so the next show I'm scheduled to play is with the Violently Vomit. It's Gulf Coast Death Fest. We've talked about it on the pod a couple times. And uh, Stabbing was just added to the bill. Hell yeah. Playing. So it's a pretty strong top top of the lineup there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Desiccation from South, yeah, South Southern California is, is now on the bill as well. Uh, so anyway, yeah, if you're in Houston area or Texas, come out and we'll hang out. Uh, March 8th and 9th. I think we're playing the second day, uh, the 9th. So come out. And the weekend after, uh, New New Jersey Death Fest. And, you know, we're up there with Waking the Cadaver, Condemned, Dripping, Malignancy, some good bands. So it's going to be a fun (laughs) stick stick back-to-back weekends in March for for, uh, To Violently Vomit. And then real fast, I've been trying to get some pictures which I will do as soon as I can find the fucking folder. But uh, pictures of Last of Lucy merch uploaded to Bandcamp, inventory, all that. It's, it's all live. Go buy the leftover merch from six months ago when we were on tour. <laughs> and uh, we finally, well, we used it for the latest shows. So we you know now we have nothing coming up for a while and we want to move some of this shit in pre- preparation for the 
Godform record coming out this year and a song dropped on the Transcending Obscurity label sampler Bandcamp. I'll get a link in the chat for that so you can check out the latest and newest Last of Lucy, the first one featuring me on drums. So that's all sick. That's sick, man. Really good band, by the way. Thank you. Yes, sir. Lucy is definitely sick. Yeah, dude. Would be fun to do something with Apogen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about the presentation. Uh, I just wanted to show that off that I can do that now. That's cool. But, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, that is a sick little uh, effect do that. that we haven't been using. We're going to do that every every time now. If I have I the think... PNG file, I'm going to throw it up once in a while. So. <laughs> I back it. Mac, what do you got to plug, dude? Well, uh, as you saw Flickr on the screen, uh, just joined this band called Apogen, Toronto, Ontario, Canada-based tech death band for now. We're kind of slowly transitioning more into traditional death metal but um just join them we uh we've released two singles for upcoming album that's coming out in march uh titled Mm -hmm. cyber restrictive um and we have have a music video we have like five four or five music videos that we're putting out um trip one every month took a break for christmas new year's but uh yeah we're back at it and um just trying to make as much good music as possible. I mean, we're writing a third album already. It's like halfway done. So, wow. Or second album, technically third release. And uh, yeah, man, just trying to get back in the swing of things. Nice dude. Um, so how'd you get hooked up with those guys? Uh, so that's an interesting, that's an interesting story. So the last time I was on here, uh, I was dabbling in management, starting to get a start. And uh, they were the second, client actually that i picked up and um for anyone that's familiar with that band they had an ep called into madness that came out in 2022 i think it was and uh it kind of went a little viral through the tech death groups you Mm -hmm. know it seemed to kind of pick up some local steam and uh i always really liked them and they just had some issues with not really holding on to a vocalist but just finding the right fit and it all just kind of fell into place i was like i'll do it and then yeah, I'm just met up with the guys, uh, whether I was on tour and they met up with me or I flew up to Toronto, jammed a little bit. We filmed a few music videos and that was it. Nice, dude. So the the managing thing, that was uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm remembering you plugging the management stuff or start wanting to start the management thing yeah. the last yeah, yeah. time you were on. Yeah, that's right. So how's that going for you? It went pretty good, man. Um, I'm kind of transitioning into so as you knew before i had a ton of bands and i was doing a lot of the management stuff um i think at some point i had like three or four clients i didn't want to take too much on just because i'm one person and i want to give 100 percent effort right. um my best or i say my best probably my biggest client that i did obtain was organectomy and um oh, okay. we ended up going on tour with devourment so Sick. i was there for that it was awesome you know they're my department's favorite my favorite band so you know, that was along like, with touring or managing with the band you did tour managing as well. So you went along as tour manager for that. Um, I don't, I wasn't the tour. I was like the tour manager for them. Okay. I wasn't the tour manager. That was Lynn. Right. Lynn justice drummer. But, uh, yeah, no, it kind of worked out and, um, I got to work with some really sick bands and it ultimately opened the door to join this new band. And mm-hmm. I really think at this point it's where I'm going to stay. I'm just trying to focus on one thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like 
you know, like life changes and you start to not necessarily settle down, but you want to focus on something rather than kind of be all over the place and be too busy. Mm-hmm. So figured that was the time to, it was the right choice at the right time. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it leads you to uh, a new project that you're excited about um, yeah, being a part of and, and contributing to, then of course it was a great choice. You know, yeah. it's exactly what led you to where you're at right now. So definitely applause for that dude i mean anybody w- would would love to have a situation like that you take a chance with something different like managing bands or or and and then you experience that and and you make your connections you know through that side of it and then also you know you're you're a, an artist and musician first and foremost before that so it lines up a new a new exciting thing to work on yeah that's really the goal, right? It's uh, trying to, it's not just, I mean, it's networking, but it's mm-hmm. also really trying to get your bearings and have the tools to be able to do what you want and what you think you should be doing, but also having the wherewithal to put your effort into the right project versus maybe spreading yourself too thin or giving effort to people that maybe aren't matching your work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. all these things to be considered. And I will say that um, I am excited about this because. It's definitely like my main, it's going to be my main focus and it's nice to just be keyed into one thing and not have to overwork myself. So obviously since they're in Canada, they're Canadian based, um, it's all virtual, but how, Hey, what up, dude? Joel hey, what up? Popping in. I didn't want to, I didn't want to derail. Keep going. It's all good. Um, so how's, so do you just rehearse on your own basically how often you guys get have you gotten together physically so yeah a few times um i haven't yet to play a show with them live unfortunately but that's coming mm-hmm. um they had and speaking of that i mean they have played a pretty good amount of shows we played a sold out show with brand sacrifice um in toronto we've played with uh, first fragment like three or f- i think three times now nice and we've also played with well decrepit birth and psychroptic so mm-hmm. You know, we have like really good local bookings under our belt, and now we're sort of looking to take that to the next level. Killer, uh, but as far as me meeting up with them, typically I'll just fly out there. You know, I'm on the East Coast. I hop on a plane and I can get there in like two hours. Yeah. Pretty short. Or um, typically I just, you know, normally rehearse at home and then we get together and write or we film things, you know, that sort of thing. That's cool, Toronto dude. is sick. I was there for the first time this summer. It was a beautiful time of year to go. So yeah, Toronto, Toronto's got an I awesome metal scene, and um, hell yeah, it's pretty fun to paddle about. You know, especially if there's a show going on. Um, I just played Velvet Underground. Like, I don't know. I guess it was like six months ago. Now it was great. It's just really nice to get around, and uh, people were really cool, and met some uh, really cool industry people there too, and great bands like it's pretty awesome it's great metal scene uh casey joel do you what was the name of the place we played in toronto that was a a cool little show that's actually the longest i can't remember footage of us of any like venue ever so i know i just remember a few of them uh toronto i know vancouver was the lamplight well this is a video no la petite would be montreal i forget i forget exactly where it was it was like a little it was actually a pretty nice venue. Was it a uh, hard luck bar? It was, yeah, it was like a smaller East. hard luck bar. Sounds familiar. It was Probably a smaller was, uh... place, and it had 
other things on top of it if i remember like other maybe businesses or residences i don't know you guys might have played sneaky d's that's like the trademark iconic place in downtown toronto i just when you mentioned how killer the toronto scene was i i was just gonna back it by saying those kids were going nuts that night dude and we yeah wasn't oh, completely oh. sold out but it was enough el macatambo oh oh macatambo <laughs> you find it joel <laughs> El Macambo. El Macambo. So July, day after my birthday. It was my it? Birthday, my birthday my birthday was oh, yeah, your birthday. Oh yeah, there Rochester. it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Rochester. Your birthday was in Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, uh, dude, but Toronto was rad. Birthday. It is. It's um they got it's like a good scene for every subgenre of metal too. The black yeah. metal scene is decent there. The death metal scene is pretty solid. People turned out to that devourment show. I think there was like four, there was probably like 400 people nice. in the old bit, which is pretty sick for that. You know, it's not, it's a big venue, but it's not like a huge venue. So that place was full. It was sick. Yeah, I've always loved, I've always loved Toronto. The vibe there has been always really nice and everyone's really cool. It's like kind of, it's a breath of fresh air coming from, like, usually we're coming from New York or something right, after, right before <laughs> that, you know? So it's like, it's like a totally different scene. Everyone's, like jovial and stoked and just canada in general seemed like it was just better than yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean when it came to like shows and stuff i the yeah. only show i can't remember is ottawa i remember vancouver i remember montreal and i remember toronto but for some reason ottawa just slipped my mind yeah i haven't had the chance to play there but montreal and toronto are the they're the big markets there pretty much uh i think vancouver would be better if it wasn't so far away you know it'd be like driving from new york to montana so, i think it was yeah, a yeah. routing thing like because we were going to come back into the northeast part of the united states which mm -hmm. is that's pretty much where the oh, wait no vancouver yeah vancouver is the most west out of all yes. four of the yeah, yeah yeah okay it'd be it'd be like a 20 hour or something drive 30 hour drive yeah to get there. yeah <laughs> <Be> fucking <laughs> insane god vancouver's a that's a trivia place too that's uh yeah there's uh there's some spots there usually we play or we'd play the rickshaw i think it was called mm, yep. and that would be like with park behind there i mean last time last couple times i think i played there the people like would just um, scurry behind our van and just shoot up what? yeah yeah, yeah and that was, was crazy so, so drug and very first go feeling when we were there too so i mean it makes sense it's just big cities end up getting that yeah. you know yep. i mean it's yeah it was pretty <laughs> it was just condensed like groups of people shooting up like it was like gangs of shooting up people <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> like crazy, dude. jesus yeah yeah it's crazy it was, it was dude but i just think that it's i mean i'm not trying to giggle at it but it is kind of goofy to think of like druggies just waiting for new objects to hide behind <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> like oh there's a new one run <laughs> yeah for real. Yep. no i've seen some scary shit there. That's, I, that's i've like, been on it, a uh channel five sorry oh, i've been yeah. on a channel five with andrew callahan kick yeah, so guy. i'm like that he just dropped the philly streets episode he, i watched the san fran oh, episode man. kensington avenue <sighs> oh bro dude those poor people Oh my god! I was learning about Trank. I didn't know about it until now. It's like yeah, hideous. I don't know what Trank is. Can you inform me, please? <laughs> it's uh, inform the listeners. How far down this road do you want to go? But it's literally okay. So it's you know, ketamine is like a drug for veterinary whatever tranquilizing type thing. Yeah. It's not that. It is literally horse tranquilizer. You can get it from a veterinarian, uh, 
and people are just injecting it and it causes necrotiding fasciitis, which is just like dead cells, you know, dead, dead tissue. People are literally like amputating their limbs out on the streets and stuff because they don't have, because their skin's dying and their, their, their tissues dying. It's just so <sighs> fucked up. Between that and fentanyl. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude. Crazy man. It's so wild. So, I'm so glad, or I guess I should say privileged, that I didn't get into anything like that. You know, I just smoke a little weed and drink some beer. It's crazy that white powders compressed into little <laughs> little fucking discs are now like running shit, dude. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, even it's like every drug too. Like if it's like you used to be able to get coke in the eighties and it was just coke. Now it's like it's just fentanyl with baby powder cut with something else. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell you're buying. It's crazy. <sighs> it's, just, well, it's crazy the the little amount of fentanyl that can kill. It's like they they put it on like a penny, like the top of it, yeah, and just like a couple crumbles of it can kill yeah. you. It's like yeah, it's so it, fucking strong. And it's also weird that ketamine was like rumored to be horse tranquilizer back in the mm -hmm. day, and now the actual horse horse tranquilizer is in the mix and it's rotting people. Yeah. Have you guys seen those videos of cops when they like, uh, like seize fentanyl and they just oh yeah and they like pass contact out. with it? It's crazy, dude. Yeah, Man. dude. Like I, I, I never because you hold a you hold a oxy pill or something like that. Like how long before? How long do I have to hold it for it to like get in my system? You know. Well, there was yeah. just a lady one. There was or there was a dude that just like opened a bag and then all of a sudden he goes like. Yeah, yeah. Backwards yeah, I know. Convulsing, and they had to like Narcan him like right off the bat, and just like, just from like being fucking exposed to it, like it's in its presence. And, like some powder came up, maybe and got him. Dude, yeah, I talk, I talk about the soft grade, a soft software upgrade all the time, dude. They're they that really is how they get to fentanyl, dude. They're software upgrading their drugs <laughs> every time and getting the new stronger shit to have a <laughs> to have a system to accept it. Because if they're out there shooting up that and then some person who's never been exposed to that is literally like ODing just by touching a little bit of it, dude. That's yeah, some I mean, wicked, wicked stuff. I mean, fentanyl at this point is Skynet. Like it's just going to take yeah. over everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I know, right? Have you guys seen Jesus. the videos where they talk about like the different like car fentanyl and all the ones like that's a thousand times stronger than fentanyl? Uh, yeah. I hope not, man. Jesus, it's just like yeah. it just never ends. Like it's just like this thing is just like you get in like a mile radius of it, you just die. <laughs> you just, look at it and you die. I got it. We're in a pharmaceutical weeds <laughs> right now, but I want to ask somebody <laughs> who works in big pharma, like, or ask, ask somebody who knows what is the justification for cons. Is it literally dependency on pain patients that have to continuously have their pain medication? It's not working. They got to keep going up and up and up until they get to fentanyl. Why yeah, are we morphine and stuff? And they had other well, stuff. It seemed like fentanyl well, came from the medical industry. Didn't yeah. It? yeah. Well, yeah. When I got yeah. my wisdom teeth pulled, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled like years ago, I asked what I was going to be put under with. And they said fentanyl. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <Whoa. about> this. <laughs> yeah. No so thanks. I've, I've yeah, had it or whatever. It's uh, it's 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 just become very common. Like medical professionals don't, you know, wince about using it in clinical controlled settings. So that's where it yeah. should belong. 
I know it, some is, people. it is very good at that for that. That's what so. I'm saying. In that clinical setting, I want to I would just want somebody to explain to me, like, okay, we use fentanyl because of X, Y, and Z compared to what we used before we came up with fentanyl, you know? Yeah, I know um it's kind of a little off topic, but I know a lot of people that get into this shit, like some some of the time it's by accident. Like it's like I even had a friend who got in a car accident, a real bad car accident, and instead of just letting them heal naturally they were just fucking pumping them full of shit and then you know he's got a you know his, his entire fucking blood chemistry is morphine now so he gets back on the street he heals up turns into heroin addict because he's a fucking drug addict because they're just yeah. pumping shit into him the whole time that he's you know yeah super dude, it's common. terrible yeah yeah it's super Awful. common yeah i know it's any kind of pattern of um that being in your system it's gonna once it gets taken away your body's gonna be like wait what the fuck that was like the new thing our bodies just want to find a homeostasis with everything so it's like yeah with food or with anything else dude it's like you just give it enough of one thing in a pattern it's just gonna learn how to deal with that you know and oh, yeah. same thing with like pain medication and then it's like you take those things away and it's like wait we gotta work again like uh, i'm talking about our body being like a, a a force of like people that's working together, but it's like, Oh no, we got to fucking figure out how to work with this stuff now too. And, or not having this and withdrawals. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just scary, man. I don't, I don't fuck with it. It's not my thing. <laughs> I, I've had a few surgeries, so I know I can, I definitely feel the pull. That's, yeah. that's what I've always said is like having pain medication. I could see why it could ruin lives. Oh, for sure, man. Um, so to bring things back, uh, to math, we're talking, uh, uh, music. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Do you, do you have any pre-show routines just to kind of throw that in oh, there? Oh yeah. Do that here too. Um, routines, uh, I do some throat singing, which is a new technique that I've been sort of developing. Tibetan to Mongolian use. throat singing. Yeah, pretty much. It more, more on the oh, like, yeah, Nordic, uh, like that type of, sort of like the Nordic end of it. I mean, it's, oh, okay, all, okay. it's all the same technique, I guess, mm -hmm. relatively speaking. But yeah, uh, like if, if you're a fan like a high lung or any like the, of the Nordic folk style of music, that's kind of what I like to do. So okay, primitively to that, when I was playing more shows, I would do some of that. It would activate my fry range. Then I would just do some like mid to low growls <clears> to get my false chords warmed up. And then um, just making sure I ate a decent meal, no sugar. Um, maybe some organic honey if I wanted to kind of coat my throat a little bit and heal up the vocal cords from the night before. And then um, just trying to make sure to not talk very much before the show. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. At least no whispering and no shouting. Anything in between, it's not too bad. But if you're and one either extreme, it can really mess you up for Which the whole night is it's definitely not a i mean i'm a social person so when i'm at a show and i'm in the crowd before i'm gonna be on stage or whatever i'm talking and you got to talk over people you got to talk over music mm -hmm. sometimes so you're you are straining in those conversations and you end up feeling like dude i'm actually cutting into or i'm depleting the battery that i'm going to be supposed to be using on stage right now you could kind of feel it you know Wait, hold yeah, on though right. how does whispering i'm just curious how that uh is bad you know i'm not really sure why it's bad 
but yeah. I do know it's bad. If you try to whisper for a whole day and see if you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it does feel like kind of like a stress because you're, you're like you know, it's kind Weird, of like a right? it does kind of make your throat kind of close up. Uh, I actually do feel myself like pushing to whisper. Yeah. It takes a lot more breath to whisper than it does to talk. Yeah, dude, yeah, that is because you're actually you're, you're oh, dude, you're muting your vocal cords. You're you're yeah, literally you're, them up. You, you're you're like yeah. you're playing a guitar. You're muting your vocal cords when you whisper. Really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know the science behind that specifically, but I know that if I whisper, if I whisper, it really hurts. I think I don't do that. <laughs> it does come from the diaphragm when I'm doing it and I'm pushing harder right now. <laughs> I think we should all whisper like for a minute here. Let's see how long we can do the podcast. It's like the world's world's uh, worst Joel, podcast to listen to. Already, dude. It's like the world's worst podcast to listen to. Dude. Joel doesn't know how to whisper. <laughs> I guarantee there is a podcast where they whisper only, dude. And it's I, just I have, the ASMR crowd, dude. It's I have terrible. heard podcast. I've heard a couple podcast episodes where it's like a comedy bit that they're just whispering, and it's like within <laughs> eight, eight, seven to eight minutes, it's like they can barely do it. Yeah, it's like, all right, man. somebody breaks. Yeah, throw, throw, throw. yeah. It shit hurts, man. But um, Jesus. Yeah, I would say um, as a fan, like if you go to a show and you see your favorite vocalist standing around before the show, just realize if they're not talking as much, they're not a dick. They're just trying to get ready for the show. And same with after. Because I love to talk to people at shows, and I I'm the guy that works the merch table, and mm -hmm. half the time I'm like I can barely fucking talk, you know. So yeah. I just shake their hand, smile, you know. It's like I I'm not a dick, I promise. <laughs> he wants us to keep whispering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even worse. It's like if I whispered, it'd be it'd be worse the next day. It's more about the next day than the, the current day. Which that, that the next day to off with, tour like, is going to be another show. <laughs> like Bill, exactly. Bill would always piss me off because he would like yeah. insist on doing merch and stuff. Like he would talk to 150 people after growling, probably with not like a like a trained technique, just what he's learned throughout his life. You know, not like us voice yeah. saving technique. And then he's talking like the whole time. Like after, I'm like, and the next day, he'd be like, hey, you know, voice yeah, just be man. gone. I'm like. We'll take over merch, brother. Like you don't need yeah. to. Yeah. Like, I was surfing in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, but Bill is always like, I, I remember him like losing his voice though on on shows and being all just like, yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> remember Bill like doing that, like, yeah, yeah, miming like, yeah, totally. I I I probably mentioned it on the show, but I've had a day on tour where I just didn't say a thing because I could feel it going the night before, and I. We had an, a day off that day, so I was just like miming gestures all day. Mm -hmm. Just like. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> one of my favorite interviews with uh, Bill online is Bill and Leonard from Cephalic. And uh, yeah. they're like, Bill lost his voice, supposedly. And he's just Classic. like. And then uh, he's like signing to Leonard and Leonard's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the <okay>. translator. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a, yeah. That's a classic interview for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. all dude. Leonard's responses to shit. He'd be like, the guy would ask him questions, and he'd be like, I don't know, like who's the singer of Meatloaf? What was that guy? He would like ask questions, like just be like, because they're like Meatloaf's the answer. But like he'd like ask things like, um, like yeah, we just you know we're, we're trying to get some shows with Van Halen, and but they won't, they can't, they won't let us drop the the helicopter, like right where we need to drop it for the for us to load in. So we can't you know, just like just all like confidently like like say that. I don't know. He was just like. One of the fastest witty people I've ever met, for sure. 
Shout out Leonard. That sounds fun. Um, <laughs> Love yeah, to have but, him on. Show uh, some more fast wit here. Yeah, on circling, Death Podcast. Circling yeah. back to, um, yeah, Bill's a man. I don't think he cares much about vocal technique, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just I've kind of learned tons of way. fun with him, man. He's he's cool. He's always been nice to me. So, yeah, yeah. I was one thing with Bill that I always remember when his voice would be gone. He would just be like, "Yeah, hey, people knuckles." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He'd be like, "People would be like, oh blah 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 blah." Like, <laughs> Even on knuckles. basically on stage too. I've seen him do <laughs> yeah. that too, where he just like loses it. He's like, "Yeah, God." <laughs> Sounds like. Have you ever lost your voice on stage? Has it ever gone out on you? Not on stage. Okay. Okay. It always seems to do if I've done it twice, um, the month long tour and the week I did a tour for well, the Inanim existence tour, I guess it was 2019 and like day. Cause we did 28 shows in 29 days. I think by like day 22, I was pretty gassed. Yeah. Um, too many techniques, too many different tones to do writing music for the studio, not writing it for live performance. If you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so <laughs> that didn't do too well. The next day was rough, but then after that, it took like one day to recover. And then I did a week long tour and with no days off or anything. And I remember the last day being pretty tough, but I've never like severely burned myself out to the point where I was like, I need to go to the hospital. Never, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Do you drink yeah. anything? Like, is the, I heard lemon tea now is not the thing to drink now or no something? he was saying or honey is a good coder which honey, I, actually, okay. I didn't i didn't back you on that but that is actually one of my tools in my vocalist t- tool belt is. yeah typically you need to get so the the key to that is you don't get like walmart or food line honey like not sugary kind of shit mm-hmm. um you really want to get stuff that's native to the area that you're playing which Local. sounds that sounds like kind of weird but like if you're on the east coast and you get east coast honey not only does it help like with allergies and keep you from getting sick and that's um, shit you need on tour as well as to stay healthy and exactly so on top of that it helps right but it's like for whatever reason the air like um whether it be like the air quality or oxygen levels etc it seems to kind of like balance out your voice it kind of just heals things up really quickly it's almost like a steroid for your vocal cords it's weird but it works Another thing that works well with me or something that I need to pay attention to is pre-performance room temperature water. Don't drink cold water. No cold water. Yeah. And even hot water might, you know, give you a a dry feel after drinking too much of like tea or something like that. But room temperature water and something like that honey or some people like that i used to like it i don't it didn't work really well for me the last time i used it but the throat coat uh spray i forget what that shit's called it's not yeah it's like a lemon honey spray that you use yeah and then i i've seen like um john the guy used to be in last 10 last 10 seconds of life i think now he's at crystal lake he has like that he does like some sort of mask or something that he wears like a respirator hmm. um, oh wow like restores oxygen levels in your blood oh so he's like kind of like a ufc fighter fighting yeah. at high elevation or training at high elevation so he he's at normal elevation he's a monster yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he um he sent me what he I, I can't remember what the product is called i have it saved somewhere but i, I mean it makes sense to me you know shout out yeah. to uh jordan varela he he mm. wears uh 
uh, as a drummer, I've seen him training with one of those high elevation respirator type masks oh, the, on um, and depletion mask or whatever you call keeping, them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keeping his, you know, 220 BPM the whole time, never stopping his feet. And yeah. It's ballsy. Shout out Jordan. <laughs> for, uh, yeah. yeah, dude. That's sick. I think I've seen him do kind of looks too. like kind of looks like this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. Shame, shame, shameless plug for the latest last Lucy design. That's a sick design, the... dude. I wish if I was wearing a mask, I, I would hope I look like that. Here, check this out. So I'm going to run through the designs we got. This one's called Fourth of July. Uh, Fourth because of, of the July, colors. Dude. <laughs> we got a lot of those, all sizes except large. We got a couple of these guys left this is guns and roses again because of the color <laughs> uh this one is called uh either lucy fairy or alien i don't know i we never settled on a name for it uh this is called pantera because of the colors i could see it <laughs> and this is a hoodie design and uh they're all available on the lucy band camp all right i'm done sorry <laughs> it's all good. I put a lot of energy into getting like I heard masks uploaded face mask here we go five so on, yeah his, his, his keywords if anyone says anything he's like oh dude i have a piece of art that kind of looks like that <laughs> Back That's to, awesome. uh, no those were all sick dude I, I, I would rock every single one of those i'll, yeah, I'll uh, awesome, bring you up one when i come to san fran hopefully Hell yeah, see dude. you there it's gonna be um, dead space car. vibes that's those uh merch designs that's yeah. what it reminded me of <laughs> kind of looked like uh, there's already a a theme maybe that might have something to do with the new Lucy album because that creature kind of seems prominent. Or yeah, that guy, and then the next one. They're part of the oh, same yeah. family, dude. That that guy is For sure. Some this one too, almost like HP yeah. Lovecraft, fucking coming out of the ocean type deal. It's sick. Couture. I always wanted to be like what I call like a monster death metal band so you know <laughs> just a band with monsters on the album cover oh, it's yeah. so funny dope, if you're in like that style of slam and you go to like recommended artists and it'll be like six bands all with like the exact same like a city being leveled by a monster it's like yeah. it's like a genre so i'm like hell yeah we're not like slam but you know <laughs> there's a little bit of the aesthetic monstrous what is sure. that phobia called that uh you're scared of giant things like there's there's youtube like videos that you could watch that'll just like show you all the or like all the things that are deep in the ocean you have a phobia for deep water beneath you that you can't you don't know megalophobia oh, there you go dude i'll like watch a video of like somebody it, it's like the pov is you're looking out the front living room window and there's a giant creature just walking down your street oh. and then it passes your house but then it turns around and slowly sees <laughs> that you're watching it and then it just comes at you dude you're just like no no i'm good <laughs> fuck that any anything like the ocean there's nothing scary in the ocean man yeah, that I mean, I actually still trip out on uh, all the parts of, you know, the body of water that were islands of and and that we haven't even explored yet. Less than two kinda... percent of the ocean has been explored by human. Oh yeah, I know it's insane. <laughs> I kind of have um yeah, it says buildings too. Uh, we both posted something at the same time, maybe. Um, 
but yeah, the buildings are included with the large thing. So I actually kind of have that. When I first started touring and stuff, I was like, I'd get when we hit, you know, I wasn't always a big fan of going downtown San Francisco, but like, the first time we went to like New York or something, I got like fucking anxiety. I was like, seeing these mega fucking structures everywhere and yeah. all the amount of people and sh- the, like large groups of people, large structures, and they're all used to it. And I'm just all like, what the fuck is going on the whole time, you know? And uh, it took about three or four times going to New York. Cause that's, that's the, I mean, LA kind of, it's more spread out though, but New York is just like New York's all madness. condensed. It's just all like fucking yeah. all, it's like a huge chunk of LA just like scrunched into a little spot kind of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I remember just getting anxiety looking at it, like fuck, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like well, it's like you, it, you, kinda, shit. you got thrusted into the thought that you're the size of an ant in that moment when you never yeah. thought that you were that small up until that point. Yeah, you feel yeah. like nothing. There's so many people. There's so many huge buildings, and you're just like, you're just one of the ants there, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> you're just an ant here. It sucks. <laughs> one yeah, of man. these buildings goes down. A thousand of these ants are gonna get smashed, <laughs> or yeah, more, yeah. more we're we're not designed for that you know the way that people are designed biologically we're supposed to live in like a town of like 50 people in huts you know we raise each other's kids we hunt yeah pick berries yep. and shit you go to new york and there's three and a <laughs> half million people and i don't even know how many square miles not too many yeah it's like no it's, it's and the, yeah you remember the difference of like walking down like a uh, hate street in san francisco was like yeah there's like there's some people walking down to like walking downtown by like by uh like madison square garden and they're like six people wide funnels of people coming out like yeah, dude, like yeah. imagine like a, a festival getting out somewhere else like that's just how they mm-hmm. that's just their street normally down there where people walk right. and i'm just like fuck like holding my wallet the whole time like shit <laughs> all day <laughs> you know, like, too. yeah people just running into you yeah, my yeah. Way. and people remember just like lo- i loved the fucking the shock of going into like the first place i went to was a subway to go eat just to get a sandwich and the dudes are all like, "Hey, fucking hurry up!" Like, I know like the, the guy that was the, like working there was like, I was like, you know, I was doing the California thing, I guess, just going like, um, you know, I think I'm gonna, have... and they're like, "Hurry, fuck up!" Like, hurry up! And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I started cracking up because it was like such a different pace that goes on there, and a different. That's why everyone's so kind of grumpy. Like, there's like too many people. Get the fuck out of my way! Fucking, it, yeah, it to really is. Unhealthy. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, I, yeah. I will say though, like if you there's certain boroughs that you roll up into, like if you go into Queens and you go to a local place or you go to like a like a pizza parlor in Brooklyn, people are usually I agree. pretty cool. They're, you know? they're not like, you know, get the fuck out of here or whatever. They just yeah, yeah, yeah. they're cool. Yeah. But uh definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, the story, definitely. yeah, it gets embellished, you know. Somebody had a bad day, they came across some guy, oh dude, I went to New York and the guy was a fucking asshole to me. Fuck Brooklyn or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Embellished, but it's really just like everybody's kind of just chill as long as you can put yourself in their element you know just people live differently if you're stacked on top of each other like a city in new york where it's just all on apartments on top of apartments on top of apartments it's it's kind of a weird situation things just work differently in those types of hives if you really want to call it a hive you know you also physically can't relax there's just too many people like even if you think you're relaxed, you're naturally you're not because you're on constant defense mode. If you don't have space, yeah, dude, I'm yeah. Mr. Surf Town. I hear the fucking ocean when I fall asleep. These guys are hearing right. cars blaring down their street. 
you know people listening to music on both sides of their apartment you know <laughs> yeah somebody's dancing up upstairs you know and yes, they definitely were trying to like you can tell when we were there and i, I know they probably have stricken or made it more strict which is like the signs everywhere saying like if you honk it's like a fucking 400 dollar fine around here because yeah. they would be like because we, when we showed up into fucking New York, we were just like, oh, we were like honking at everyone because <laughs> it was like, we're like, this is what you do here, right? You honk, and then we saw signs like, don't honk, or else it's like a fine. And we're like, ah, oh, it's like part of the tourism thing. You just honk at everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how do they, I, I don't even know how that's enforceable. Like, I don't even know how they would patrol that. That makes no sense to me. Well, it literally is just everybody's honking their horn so much. They're just finally like, all right, everybody. Yeah. Enough. No more horns in this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah hoping no, it works uh, <laughs> my favorite one of the funniest videos is when the legion they rewired uh greg's break to be attached to the horn <laughs> That's <laughs> and they awesome turned it video. with a switch like a switch they hit in new york like downtown new york they like hit it and he's just all like <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is going like, on? He's all like, guys, like <laughs> That's a brilliant <laughs> prank, dude. That I know. Really fucking brilliant dude that's that's one of the funnier i don't know like dumb pranks i love just like we can install a switch just to turn that on but you don't like all that work for like you know you gotta turn it off and then like they're gonna what's know funnier, it's on again. though what if you wired it to the gas pedal like what's funnier <laughs> it's, it's funny funnier. it was an accident yeah, <laughs> everybody's like okay finally it, you get to a stop everybody's like oh dude okay he stopped all right yeah green light it's funny until you blow all your merch money in like 30 seconds and you're like fuck that wasn't funny it sucks (laughs) (laughs) they're all testing if it's the gas bill i think it's the get like run into something but yeah now that's uh getting back to that those mega cities man and that megalo i don't know how we got on megalo whatever but uh that that was like a serious fear for a long time like i was like seriously afraid i was like yeah just you know like you know i'm I'm from a place of earthquakes and shit and i'm looking at big buildings and stuff and i'm like fuck if an earthquake hit or something like that and it's like obviously post you know 9 11 and stuff i'm like fuck if something bad happens like i'm right in the middle of it right now you know like this is where like everyone like the most concentration of humans are so something bad's gonna happen this would be the place they'd want to do it I, i think like that my brain like it's all in its own head about the bad things that can happen with this many people around so it was but then i got used to it after just going to so many big cities and stuff and finally like walking yourself slowly into it but to jump like pretty quickly into new york was like anxiety orama for me <laughs> i don't know I was, I was actually like touristy like fuck yeah dude gonna see central park dude i'm gonna eat a hot dog at one of the fucking yeah, totally. yeah. The food oh my god man i think yeah, having all you guys there was awesome that, that was, helped it so much so i remember good. i remember those those times though joel i remember you would trip a little bit we, we got in, like two accidents like within five minutes of <laughs> yeah going into town. Like, people were hitting band. us oh, people someone yeah. took out our mirror and then we had to like cut them off and like we picture them. Right. and we were going trying to, we ended up going across a bridge that we weren't supposed to and then we yeah. wanted to turn around and then the cop was like what the fuck are you doing and i think eggers was but driving. dan dan and, said i hadn't, I hadn't slept <laughs> i haven't slept in whatever and he's like you're not supposed to tell me that it's, it's actually yeah um, that's that's like a misdemeanor isn't it it's basically it's like, a almost like a dui if you drive uh, yeah. uh, without you know lack of sleep or some shit like that in new york mm. like inebriated driving so he but, but he uh, actually gave us a break we were like dude we're sorry we're fucking bros from he, cali bro he didn't sorry. didn't give us a break by the way we got a 
$200 ticket in the mail. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is go. why I do this podcast, guys. I got to have a few guys with me to to vet my stories. Make sure I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> no embellishing um, here. Yeah. Uh, well, Defeated, Sanity is re- Defeated Sanity is recording in New York City and Vaughn did a video mm-hmm. like going around New York City with I think Paul McBride is their like videographer and uh it just looked so fun. I'm like I commented like I want the Vaughn Stoffy New York City tour. Like it sounds so fun to go around with like a proper East Coast guy and oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. It's super cool to see the the videos that they've been posting with Vaughn well yeah, Vaughn tracking. I haven't I saw I didn't see any Lille tracking. Is there anything Floating yeah, that was that too. That was the first first, first thing they did. I must they shared that. that yeah, Can't but wait. yeah, and him working. They're working. Yeah, Lily laid it down dude. and likes the day. I'm I'm very excited for that. You know, with all the inner weavings that are happening with you know that that record right there, it's going to be super sick, dude. Yeah, every time every time they work on something, I'm like, yeah, they can't top the last one. There's no way. And then they they <laughs> I don't know if they top it, but they at least match it. I'm like, fuck. Dude. I mean, they're just so good. I mean, the 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 newest the newest release that they've put out. Uh, I, I defeated sanity is one of those groups that continues to, and I know this is your your episode, but I now that we're talking about it, whatever. I'm I'm just gonna say that that band, um continues to excite me and that's what i'm looking for in music now we're older i need things to make me react involuntarily you know and and for some reason that band continues to do it with all their records every single time i listen to a new defeated sanity i i i prepare myself before i listen to it obviously no outside uh like interaction like, just literally yeah. Get, yeah just sit in it and be with it and uh it usually ends up being much stronger than i was expecting it to be and i end up listening to that record for in, until i i have to shelf it to let it re-energize but yeah, dude, I, I, I'm just ex- I'm very excited for that. And with Colin, dude, I, is that the first time they worked with Colin? I I should know that. Yes. Yeah, yes. dude. So I think that even I think that very surprising and exciting things are going to come out. Wait, of that. is he playing in Defeated Sanity? No, he's recording. Just producing. It. Oh, he's producing yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Cool. At had his studio and that's uh, what's going Colin Marsh. I got a, yeah, yeah. I got a little <laughs> little backstory. Just I was in Berlin and I met Lily there, and I guess like he had talked to Colin, and Colin was like, "Yeah, the last record is good, but I think I can make you guys sound even better." And they're like, "All right, I'm in." So, <laughs> um, and uh, I guess he might have to move out of that place and find a new home for his studio. So good luck. But um, he also recorded Afterbirth, the latest oh, album. Dear in but not of which i actually didn't check out until today and that is one of the sickest records of the year of 2023 so i know some people have already turned onto it but uh it's like prog slam i mean i'm sure we all afterbirth? know afterbirth yeah it's that's the fucking band? sick yeah it's such a sick fucking i, I guess it. maybe not everybody has heard of it um but yeah radical research did a showcase in their latest episode and uh 
Mm. They're fucking sick. And yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's it's Colin produced. Right Actually, yeah, they're I, like. I remember hearing about this band for sure. So that how long have they been around? They were like homies with internal bleeding in Long Island in the nineties. So yeah. yeah, I know that's what's crazy is because uh, I'm also thinking Screaming Afterbirth. That was a band too. So the uh, the first album was like 2013. Mm, okay. uh, they have demos from the nineties, and they took like a twenty year oh, hiatus. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> but they were like one of the very first bands to do gutturals. Okay. And, well, um, crazy. So it's check like out them. the newest one. Them internal. Yeah. Well, and who is like the a, first band to actually do gutturals? Good question, I, dude. I think I think the very first Disgorge EP doesn't have gutturals, but Maddie's on like the '94 demo. I think Afterbirth is like '93, starting mm. to fuck around. Broken I don't know what Hope. Counts, but, Broken yeah. Hope. He was uh, really, really guttural, even from the beginning. Um, embryonic death i don't know when that joseph if you could look up that band it's it's spelled wrong or, or i don't know if it's wrong but it's with an i instead of a y embryonic death they they had a demo in the early 90s i don't know how early but i remember his vocals being really fucking guttural and brutal too yeah i'm looking I'm, I'm looking at people the there. cover of that that demo is literally like a a, a baby and trails all ripped out <laughs> of it and an actual picture of it and you're just like what the fuck dude? well Is also it, butchered at birth right so that's yeah, that, like... that, that's in here too i'm seeing a lot of people are saying cam lee and massacre and it's all it's a known fact mm. then it snowballed that's what someone said and then uh okay. a lot of people are saying uh i i've never known how to pronounce it but that demolit or demolish stuff i was that just mm. looking at demolish the word always fucks me up i always say um, demolick though it might be Demolic, but you know, yeah, Caffernum, Caffarnum, dude, <laughs> Caffarnum, yeah, necrophagist. <laughs> um, and then Barnes, <laughs> Frank Mullen, Effigy. Um, yeah, to yeah, me, Mullen, Mullen's the guy that made it like a staple, yeah, yeah, yeah. people kind of took it from there, refined it, yeah, yeah. But I, I honestly want to say that Maddie Way took it to the most lowest extremes. Oh, of course, you can take it, dude. That... Mean, clearly, Chris Burns is the greatest vocalist of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. We all, uh, we all can remember the first time you heard Maddie Way's vocals. You know, yeah. That was, and if it was cranial impalement, and you started from the beginning, you had a a rude awakening right off the bat because that that album just opens up with his echoing mm. toilet bowl vocals yeah dude sounds like a vacuum cleaner <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. nuts man he's i mean he like he you know he's the he's the godfather of slam as far as i'm concerned hell yeah vocally i i can't i can't vote against that no doubt dude, dude i think that, dude you know what i was uh, listening to last night <laughs> it was so great is the the early monstrosity stuff with, like, oh, oh yeah on it and just like so those, good What's that first one called? Imperial uh, Doom. Millennium. Imperial or Doom. Millennium was. Millennium, yeah, Millennium. Second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that shit is just so great, dude. You seen that live video of him on YouTube? Band. Have, you seen the video? Have you seen that the video with uh, Monstrosity with Corpse Grinder? It, it's like a. I don't know if it's a, a couple songs or if it's one song or a full set. I think it might even be a set, but it's like him, real young. He's 
And he's good now, but god damn, dude. I mean, it just doesn't get better now. Let's check it out. Awesome. Yeah, look that up. Oh yeah, damn. Ninety-two. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it's early. Really fucking Um, sick. Let's see. I got it coming up right here. Yeah, you get yeah he's like on YouTube he looks just such a child. He's such a I mean, kid. I, know that, I love the music, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to so say, dude, Monstrosity gets talked about a lot, but I really think that when we're talking about old school death metal, I, I honestly think that Imperial Doom and Millennium definitely mm-hmm. need to be Imperial, talking, yeah. put in the conversation oh. more, dude. Oh, that's Mike right here. <laughs> Not on <laughs> Mike. Corpse Grinder. Let's see. Let's just go to some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's still got the same stuff. <laughs> this is even Dude, he's the same than... fucking guy. He's yeah. adorable. This is even earlier than what I was referring to before. This is 92. Yeah, I think, I think Dude. maybe I saw him in 94 or something. I, I can't remember. Isn't that riff? That was like... It's we're just seeing lean. All Cali death metal bands already did that or tried to do that riff and they already did it back then. Very thrashy. You can hear that. And he sounds the same, dude. That's what's so great about this man, is that he's he he's had his craft from the or he he nailed his craft from the beginning and just like ran with it. Just like boom. I got the I got the golden vocals, dude. Their mind, it's, it's dude. technique, man. Cool. <laughs> you know? He did it yeah. correctly forever, and he just never unlearned how to do it. Like, and you say, like, he sounds the same. He does sound the same, but he sounds better of, of the same tone. Like, you could clearly tell from there to like, I don't know, um, Wretched Spawn, Eric Cannibal, how much he improved. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, and that's a compliment because he was already pretty good. That's a yeah, good you can see too. all the building Great. blocks of all the building blocks of where he what he became in that video right yeah. there. It was like Absolutely. not much has changed. I mean, his vocals have gotten better, but like his his uh, stage presence, his head banging stuff. That's like stuff he's always done. You know, like since he yeah was, yeah it looks like started, that's crazy. It looks the yeah. same for sure. If not, that's good. But you can was, tell he's got a lot more depth. To Thirty two years ago, that video. I guess yeah. <laughs> I, but what I'm saying, he sounds the same. I'm I could tell like his voice like you can still hear that and be like, that's George Fisher. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. No one that's sounds like him. The quintessential front man right there, dude. That's why it's cannibal. He's in cannibal corpse, dude. The greatest yeah. and most prolonged <clears throat> careers in death metal. Fucking there is dude. I, f- I kind of feel bad for monstrosity. I feel like, um, they, they, you know, they had some members jump out and go to bigger bands. I kind of, I feel like they kind of got the raw end of the stick. Yeah, they, me if too. they just had that OG lineup, like they would have just they would have been cannibal. You know? In Dark yeah. Purity was one of my favorite. Like In Dark Purity got me into like because it was catchy, it was heavy, had all the sick. It's like one of the catchiest death metal albums that's ever been written for me. Like I listen to that album, just fucking, I will go nuts listening to that album. You know, and it's, yeah. it, I even threw it on like last year, the first time in like five. Yeah, or it holds years. up like a motherfucker. <laughs> riffs for days. Yeah, yeah, like, they were like ahead of the curve on pretty much. All death metal bands, and then bigger death metal. There's already bigger death metal out there, and yeah, it seems like they just got kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, like a, a band like uh, I can't think of anything but like Arsis, like grabbing their like Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia. Like they kept going to like bigger bands. They could find it like Arsis would find the Shredders, and then Black Dahlia, be like, oh, dude, we want to go on tour, and they're like, oh, we'll go to here, we'll just go on tour forever. And then, like, you know, they got like two or three members from Arsis and stuff, but it's one of those bands that was like Arsis was one of those bands too, I thought was going to explode. 
and then just members would just jump out to other bigger bands and just you know because it's hard it's hard to like start from the ground up when there's it's like hey dude money and surviving over here or do you want to like take a chance over here you know it's like it's like rolling that big old dice um with the smaller band and then or established bands like you'll get paid you'll be able to live comfortably you'll play huge crowds you'll just you know you'll level up really quick and uh yeah i think like monstrosity Mm -hmm. was kind of like a victim of that real quick uh slime from youtube yeah we're live right now brother or no, we just predicted. No, we that. predicted that slime was going to say something, and we did this like a week ago. <laughs> I will say too. Um, speaking of Arsis, I did see them with Septic Flesh in like 2018, and they were the best band there. It was like Ensephirum, Septic Flesh, Arsis, and I can't remember who opened, and they were by far the best band there. And they didn't even have like their original lineup. I also had the pleasure of working on an album with Darren Keshka, who used to be an Arsis fairly oh, recently yeah, this yeah. year. And yeah, he's yeah. like, I mean, that guy's something else. That kid. Definitely. It took us yeah. an hour and a half to set up his kit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did so. the Deeds of Flesh album, too. He did the last did. Deeds album, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did Nucleus, guys, yeah. And Gor- uh, Goratory. That's where he's from. Yep. yep. The guy's a fucking robot. Hillary? Man. Was that unique? Hillary. Hillary. That was both. I think that might have been his yeah. his solo thing that he was the main at the helm of, at least. Yeah, yeah he, he was in that early unique leader sort of phase you know yeah i mean mean, bryce on suede that goratory album i remember when that shit dropped and although the first two goratory records were sick that was a clear upgrade and i and i think it had a lot to do with bringing him into the mix yeah Um, he's he's, uh he's a very i would i would consider him like a musical genius for real just getting to work with him he was he's like a robot man like every part every section of his life is is at the utmost discipline and that's why he's as good as he is yeah dude we're overdue to talk to him dude we got to get him on i would for uh, yeah i'll i'll send him a message after this and I'll be like hey there we go boys. he's yeah oh, he's yeah. been um He's been posting a lot of good covers on YouTube. I just saw he did Winds of Horus by Nile. Before that, he had done mm-hmm. a Dying Fetus song from Destroy the Opposition. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of great songs. He's done and, a couple uh, of really big covers. Active. Like, uh, I think he, he was one of the first guys to do the Violation back when that came out. Oh, I mean, okay. Pretty crazy. Didn't he do yeah. some, uh, during the pandemic, he did some like super group cover with was is it destroying the opposition is what you're talking about there was a uh, that was just him but i thought there was i thought he was involved in something where there was a few other artists involved in the cover with him oh like a metal injection type of thing or what whose does is it metal sucks they like get people together from different yeah 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 yeah. i probably was no i might be tripping he makes really cool drum playthroughs i'm sure that he did Morbid Angel recently too. That was really cool. Here's a cool fact about him. He actually did some of the soundtrack music to Black Ops 2, like Call of Duty. Like he was Sick. like he composed some of that music. He even has yeah. a video of him playing through one of the songs. Whoa. Pretty cool. I think, I think that's a cool crossover. We've heard of that crossover, the the ex- extreme underground metal scene getting involved in video games somehow or another. Yeah. We've got some friends that have done some vo- vocal shit on video games. Cheney, the biggest one, she was in uh, 
a Resident oh, like, Evil thing. Dead by Daylight, it? I think. Or what's the lore? Cro- I don't know. Am I, I, think, I think the game's called Dead by Daylight. There I you think. go. And what's the? Is am I quoting I this wrong? Evil. Is it? Yeah, okay. I might be wrong though. I yeah, know, I'm R- fucking Lara out. Croft is Resident Evil. I don't know if that's. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, Cheney, if I'm misquoting uh, where you did your vid- video game, but I, I know she was part of some big series. There you go, Tomb Raider. Thanks. Oh uh, yeah, that's not Resident Evil. Fuck, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I thought Dead by Daylight was Resident Evil. Laura Croft's Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. So I'm so when I said Lara Croft, I yeah. think that's what fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I said Cheney and Resident Evil, that was correct, right? But then I said Lara yes. Croft, and it was just like, <laughs> wait, what? Right. Yeah, that voice acting. Leave I mean, that's me. practicing for that is what helped me get into all this in the first place. So it's like kind of a natural progression in the vocal work, you know. Practicing mm-hmm. for uh for what again? Like voice work and doing impressions or doing voice acting in general that is like a really big catalyst into mm-hmm. vocals singing and well in metal too Spe- especially if you're doing really harsh tones mm-hmm. you know so talk about this other project that was on the flyer uh hammer of dawn talk oh yeah about that a little bit so i think we talked about this on the last episode too okay and um it's progressed since then you know we ended up releasing that second ep like we're talking about last time it's my side project it's gears war theme uh black and death metal it used to have a lot more sort of deathcore influence and now it's really going towards more of like a belfagorish type of sound oh Um, shit but you know we're black metal fans on that in our camp over here so we we do a lot of like we try to mix in the harmonies and a lot of weird vocals and try to make it a little weirder and not just kind of your typical you know black and death metal so uh, we ended up releasing Oozle, which is the second EP. We have two singles done. We're going to be releasing, and then we're already we're working on a full length. So, keeping things going. You know, it's just that's the one that we do for fun. Okay. Who else is um, in that project? I, oh, but um, so for a while, I had Stefano, formerly of Aborted and Hideous Divinity. Um, he's kind of moved on from touring, and I th- he's like really busy with school. I think I think he's like going to be a doctor or something. He's a smart guy, so he's. I think and not moving on. I don't know if he's moving on necessarily, but I think he's kind of cutting down his um, music engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's another guy named Zed Kelly, who is a LA based producer. He's worked on some pretty big, like Hollywood productions and stuff. And he likes metal. So we, we work together. And then uh, another buddy of mine named Bo, he's a drummer. He's a Marine. So <laughs> when he, he he gets some decent time off. So, you know, he does that by, beating skins which is cool so uh (laughs) yeah it's just you know it's all it's for fun we we got fortunate to work with some big guys on the first dp the very first dp i had sven from aborted feature and i had enrico from hideous divinity and then the second ep actually did a song that had dallas x nile and ollie from artspire on the same track and that was really cool like we've done some like kind of weird stuff yeah been pretty cool so are you guys one of the uh i mean you you know gears of war theme you said so Mm -hmm. that's something i haven't really heard before because i know you know obviously the influence of of you know video games nowadays and how ridiculous they're getting and complex is there any other like metal band that has like a theme that's based kind of from a because every i think we talked about this last time you were on it's 
um yeah you said it's a gears of war themed death metal black metal yep. death and black and death metal band um have you ever ran into that before or is that just something you came up with because it's not you don't hear you don't hear that often there so when we formed that band there wasn't too many but there were some like i know shadow of intent they started out i mean that's a reference to halo 2 oh that's so right. um their whole first two albums were just halo stuff and then they now they don't i think since uh melancholy they kind of got away from all that and they just write about whatever but uh there's pretty many but i think a lot of it has to do with albums like uh a bottom of patridity you know the album with maddie yeah. on it anomalies mm-hmm. that's dead space theme that's uh, like all the samples that. and, yeah all the samples are from dead space too and like all the other sort of themes and the lyrics and stuff it's from the first three dead space game or i say the first three all of them but primarily the first two dead space games so i think that and, uh more often theory, uh, uh harry potter based <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, uh, and warhammer yeah. i think too yeah that's what uh i didn't i mean i haven't read any of the books or watched many of the movies but i think um one of my friends went up to to malcolm and was like hey, is that from harry potter and he's like yeah <laughs> it was like a sick name which it is a sick name but uh Mm -hmm. yeah it came from it's harry potter themes yeah it's funny it's i think we're talking about like video game theme stuff i don't think a lot of bands like fully embrace i mean there's like some weird themes um i mean i know i can't even remember what this band is called but i there's some band the tech death band that's like a they're like Yu-Gi-Oh themed just funny i mean it's like Whoa. really you know wild the card game right yeah i'm like a big Yu-Gi-Oh guy i never thought i would see a, a fucking band so what was Yu-Gi-Oh. that what, what would you compare Yu-Gi-Oh to what is it like a pokemon thing yeah it's a darker version yeah. of pokemon okay yeah, pretty much that's pretty much what it is Battle but pokemon Fuck yeah. yeah i mean pretty much yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty dark like i remember being a kid you know and early 2000s and parents not letting kids play or watch Yu-Gi-Oh because it was like black magic type oh, shit. Yeah. yeah yeah but um, intriguing me dude yeah I mean it's it's interesting but there's I'm a gonna, lot of weird I'm gonna go buy it for all my kids now dude I want all of them to get into black magic dude it's because the art doing seances doing fucking Ouija board shit dude I'm it's just like the early Yu-Gi-Oh shit all the art was like dark like you know like magicians and dragons and ancient Egyptian uh like theology and stuff so that tends to be darker than you know something like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know there but. is a. It's one of those things with a mm-hmm. fucking. I had a, f- a friend or a coworker I was working with, and he's like, as I get older, I'm more like intrigued by it. But he's like, he's way into like Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, as a kid, you kind of like you you were like, oh, you know, that's nerdy. You know, like yeah, because it just sounds like the most nerdy thing ever. Even it sounds fucking badass if that didn't have that tied to it. But um, he was explaining me the game. I was like, "How does it fucking work?" Because we had some downtime at work, and it was like kind of gnarly. I was like, "Yeah, it's cool." I was like, actually, sounds pretty sick. I don't know. Like, why have I? Dragon sounds cool to me because if I was explained correctly, you like build your own character, (laughs) and and like that's the character you play when. And so when you get your your group of players together and you guys have your dungeon you're always going to be this one so it's basically role-playing video games before role-playing video games you know yeah, it's a sandbox board game fucking yeah. awesome that's so, so very what's smart. the what's the like the world that um 
Oh, man. I mean, there's so many different online games that everybody's playing, but uh, World of Warcraft, dude, where like mm-hmm. people get so crazy where there's funerals that happen in those games for mm-hmm. characters that of people who have actually died in real life, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then there's troll motherfuckers that literally come in and just start gacking fools with fucking whatever they got during those uh video those uh, oh, people funerals. are going them like they're murdering people at the funerals yeah dude so like people <laughs> are like literally sending off their their homie that they've been playing for like 10 years with dude you know like uh, this is my world of warcraft fucking ride or die homie dude and we're sending him off and then everybody's getting jacked at the funeral dude you're like that's just life dude that's just how as soon as you put people behind a screen dude they're gonna they're gonna take advantage of anything they possibly can dude even if it's a yeah, funeral man. there's nothing nothing bigger than world of warcraft in the mid 2000s like yeah nothing, yeah nothing that, that what's was... wild to me is the people that um found more joy and happiness in those virtual worlds versus their own real war- life you know yeah grinder play that too yeah dude oh, yeah corpse grinder yeah dude that, that interview is so fucking funny dude <laughs> the, like, the one where the order fuck the alliance or whatever. fuck the alliance yeah. dude. that <laughs> is yeah, a yeah. classic <laughs> actually dude awesome now that we're on the corpse grinder thing dude can we get a little taste of that interview right now because actually that is amazing and it works exactly with what we've been talking about corpse grinder and video games right now dude i never get tired of seeing that we need a fucking we need a fucking uh, we need a Jamie for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> we need a fifth host. Come yeah. on. Just yeah. pull that Damn, up. Damn, the quality's not good. The quality is not well quality, we, just, but... we just need mostly the audio. The video's old as fuck. I mean Yeah, it is. It's I mean it looks like it's from the fucking eighties, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, just roll with it. <laughs> High def, dude. Can I? It's in high. It's in high def right now, so we're good. <laughs> and I don't play no fucking homo alliance either. I don't play no fucking night elves or gnomes, fucking orcs and undead. Fuck the alliance. Fucking die, you fucking emo cocksuckers. Oh man, who the fuck? Was- <laughs> so passionate. I love it. Because of Gimli and, and Lord of the Rings, but night elves. Fuck you. You know, when I'm fucking out doing shit and some dickhead fucking night elf druid fucks with me, fucking you die now, motherfucker. Fuck you, you out and you fucking bubble cocksucker. Bubble earth, bubble earth. Get, fuck you. When Bernie Crusade came out and the horde got paladins, I wanted to shoot myself. Fucking paladins on the horde. Fucking elves in the horde. Fuck you, fucking night elf bullshit. You know what kills me the most is all these fucking hunter elves you see and they're all like Legolas, but it's all spelled wrong. <laughs> Fuck off. Go fucking cry in a river and tell me how you're going to slit your wrist, you night elf faggot. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I love the passion for just like a oh, hobby. The Cali awesome. podcast does not uh, agree with the views of Mr. George Corpse Grinder Fisher well, you know, in that moment. You know he got in trouble for, or got in trouble for that like last year and everyone was like, leave him alone and uh, nothing ever happened because pe- people like him too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, he was so passionate changed, about that, though. People used to say that very normally yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. So now it's like, it's one of those, there's going to be words like that in the future that, I mean, maybe 
not quite as brutal, but there'll there'll be words that we all said that were like, oh shit. Of course. Yeah. To say that, you know? <laughs> like yeah, in the future. Yeah. We can't foresee the future, but um yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a very <laughs> brutal ending to that video. <laughs> we're, um, like, we're all well, laughing. Well, we opened with, he opened <laughs> with homo. He opened with homo, dude. I was like, oh, shit. I can, you know, we, and I, I was the one who was like, pull it up. And I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, that video is like from 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's, normal then. It's, yeah. it's crazy, like, going into my, you know, your Facebook memories and stuff and and seeing people that are the most outspoken about like you know like don't say the and they're just like fucking dropping all the shit in my comments like in oh, the early know. 2000s and stuff yeah. i'm like all right well the times have changed huh because <laughs> you were saying all yeah. that shit meanwhile, like, like, meanwhile you just get too. on call of duty and just hear people talking that xbox lives around outrageous. all day oh, dude. yeah well Even now it's like they have like, oof, they have ai now that that will bust you now if you like start dropping bombs they have like on call of duty nowadays it's the, they like their new updates it's still like we're listening and we have ai listening so if you say anything brutal like you gone <laughs> so dude yeah God, i mean man this is weird this is getting really weird right now guys yeah. the ai mm-hmm. thing is starting to get a little too close to me dude well oh we're just that's what the that's what the <laughs> uh the new apogen album's about so go listen to it it's about how blue light and ai is killing all of us that's blue light explain that what's blue light so well it's just how it sounds but it's a certain spectrum of light within leds that uh i say within leds really any light but specifically led lights basically mm-hmm. mostly from computer screens and phones which we're staring at right now which we're staring at right now that right now. <laughs> actually does like uh for lack of a better word kills your brain cells um sick and uh yeah it actually kind of like dopes you out I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if you ever just scroll for a while or if you're just looking at your yeah. phone for more than like 30 or 40 minutes, you feel dopey. And that's, that's why I fuck up like, all my language on this show, dude. It's from staring at the screen. It's not the alcohol, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Blue light drunk. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there's a lot of medical studies about how it actually does like damage a lot good? of different portions of your brain and eyes. So yeah. that's why you see when you net like newer computers, consoles, etc. There's a lot of like night modes where mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yellows orange tint. That's why yeah, yeah, yeah orange yeah. yellows them. Yeah, yep. I always try to have that on. Mine, my phone has like a uh, timer where that goes on. Hmm. That's good. Like every eight or like eight, oh, yeah, yeah, nine mm-hmm. o'clock where it might automatically everything turns yellow. Even on my screen that I'm looking at right now, everything will go yellow at a certain. Wait, time. where do I do that on my phone? You oh, got you an go, iPhone, right? Everybody go to your phones right now. Let's yeah, you see. definitely there's definitely a setting for it. You can set cycles for it. Which is what nice. is it called again? Uh night I think mode. a lot of them it's night, night, night mode, mode or night light or something like that. Okay. Yeah. It's good for you because you can tell if you you know it, that's that's why I always say reading is good at night, because if you can just put any screen away for like 30 or 40 minutes, you're gonna get two more hours of sleep and it's gonna be uninterrupted versus you fall asleep with a tv on you're gonna wake up every yeah. hour yeah yeah i um I, I used to i grew up doing that i grew up falling asleep to shows and stuff like that my whole life and so i was always kind of used to that and now it's now it's podcasts and stuff mainly because i have ringing in my ear really bad so i have to like put something on or else i'm <clears> focused <throat> on the ringing but um but yeah blue light i know that um they were the, the reason why i put it on is when i originally read about it was 
they were saying that it keep yeah it keeps you up so like if you're trying to look you know look at your phone and go to bed like in bed looking scrolling or whatever you're doing that if it's not doesn't have that yellow kind of tinge where it's because what you can tell with your eyes when that yellow tinge goes on your eyes feel like you have sunglasses on it's like oh it's melt like it's in the sun you know it's just kind of like mellows your whole like your eyes just feel less strained like immediately mm-hmm. you know you don't get to see all the colors exactly the way they're supposed to be but mm-hmm. you don't need to you know <laughs> it's like it's i definitely can see that uh so it's is it literally just the color i think it's with people is it night shift this whole thing that's a merch i think company so it's not i mean i guess technically it, it's i don't know if it's technically the color that's the color the color is what you see but it is that yeah. spectrum of light whatever it, it says does. wavelength it says of light. night shift yeah. automatically shifts yeah the, the wavelength yeah colors of your display to the warmer end of the color spectrum after dark this may help you get a better night's sleep yeah definitely I mean, oh, blue light glasses. It's Sorry. bad for oh yeah, blue light glasses work too. I mean, you think it's bad for adults to see how kids act. I mean, that's why you, you put iPads to a kid. It's like crack. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Well, I don't really oh, like that. to put an iPad in front of my kids. Yeah, and you should never do that, parents. Yeah. But it, that's still, why you, they, they watch TV and shit, and I'm still yeah. like, well, I, I grew up on TV, so and I was much closer to the TV than they were because my TV was on the ground in the living room where I'm like sitting holding up my cheeks like this in front of it you know yeah. but now you know flat screen tvs are on the wall up a little bit higher you know it was but so much still, more bright too so yeah, much more bright than like the old tube the crv tubes they're like yeah the, but this is me just brighter. being a parent trying to make excuses i still let my kids watch tv but the the, the ipad thing and all that oh, yeah. kind of stuff well, trips they me can't out. they can't take a tv with them everywhere yeah that's the main thing it's yeah. just having it like this if every, we're on a long drive i'll i'll allow like a section of that drive yeah, for a yeah. Bit of that just to keep everybody chill sure sure, but sure that's yeah specific situations everyday thing where um your, your kids interacting with those types of screens way too much on a daily basis i think yeah we are we're basically the guinea our us and our kids are like the guinea pig generation for what um is gonna happen in the long term of human interaction with the technology that we have now you know definitely i won't argue that and um it's gonna get weird it's gonna get weird dude i mean we've been exposed to things that yeah we're not gonna know Oh yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, uh, shout out to Sick Drummer in the chat. He brought up the radiation thing. I thought about this constantly, dude. Like my iPhone is in my right pocket. It is yeah. six inches away from my nuts. Yeah, yeah. I've made <laughs> I've made three kids, so I might not be the best uh, example of what uh, having a phone in your pocket and have all those frequencies being transmitted to it but maybe i've made kids but i might get some you know maybe prostate cancer or a lot more cancer cancer, weird kind of cancers of uh, all these things transmitting all kinds of guys are gonna get like they're gonna get thigh cancer like yeah yeah. it's like having in their pocket this whole time it's like dude i got fucking I got a, like, what do you call it? What's this? A femur cancer, dude. I don't know what's going on. My right leg only. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. And most chicks keep their, you know, phone in their back pocket so they get a butt cheek cancer or something like that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
or in the bra too. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, dude. You know, more breast cancer diagnosis than ever before. I wonder why. That's a lame ass cancer, dude. I got butt cheek cancer, dude. <laughs> It'd probably be rectal cancer. Let's be real. I know, but just to say, like, no, nah, dude, it's not rectal. It's just butt cheek cancer. I know. Easy, to, easy to fix, cancer, probably. Yeah, it's so skin cancer in my butt. That's what I was gonna say. There's, I mean, there's gotta, there's definitely gonna be way more melanoma over the course yeah. of our generation for sure. I'm definitely looking into blue light glasses though. You're talking, I'm like scrolling right now looking at them. I mean, they look all like terrible designs, but uh, <laughs> the, like, uh, I mean, as far as uh, Amazon's concerned, there's a million on here. So I, I just want to see what they, what they would do. Cause I do, you know, stare at a screen all day for work. So it's like, mm, same. and I, and I do feel that, yeah, I do feel that like what you're talking about. I feel that kind of, kind of like a trance that you get brought under or something like that. After are a while, they stylish they or are they like, like the type you put over your, existing glasses like old people wear um i wouldn't really call them stylish but uh, <laughs> i mean there, there's a million different styles though and i have a big old fat head so like i mean i guess um, you're not wearing blue light glasses in public you're just wearing them when you're at home in your pjs or whatever so this is what this is what we got for blue light glasses oh, not you know regular glasses i was oh, expecting yeah, so like bad. a dark fucking goggles i don't have a fat head of all people what no i'm dude, talking about me dude Jesus. oh i thought you were talking about me i was gonna be like, <laughs> no you don't dude. have a fat head <laughs> I, it's I was like one of the biggest hat sizes i'm seven and three eighths on a good day i'm seven and seven and eight well uh let's see yeah so i mean i just i don't know what how, how i need to go into a do they sell these at normal stores i i'm not sure i mean the question. yellow tint ones could be stylish you can you can work a outfit off of like yellow tint. I feel like I've seen like streamers wear that, like a yellow glasses before. I feel like I've seen that before. Like like game streamers that are playing like video games and stuff on Facebook. I, th- I feel like that's like a thing now. Huh. There that that is like some. No, I'm just wearing regular bullshit. Blue light magnifiers. Um, oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> but that's kind of like us supposedly we're supposed to protect our ears they're protecting their eyes because they're staring at a screen for hours you know here's a here's a thing that happened to me it's kind of a trip so i was staring at a screen all day at work back in 2017 and uh i had my first ocular migraine which has happened two or three times since then but Mm. i'm like i was literally i was like 34 35 something like that and for the first time and then before i knew it i was like blind I was like, "What?" It was insane. It scared the shit out of me. So I, I freaked out, and then Googled it and started asking people. But it's it's equivalent yeah, to it's like you're dying, dude. No, it, I thought I lost my, was losing my vision. But um, WebMD is, will always end up being like you have cancer, or you're dying, or something. No, what it is is like it's it's imagine staring at the sun for twenty seconds. That's what it looks Oof. like. I yeah, kind of want to so do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's, don't not do that. It. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's like, yeah, see, dude knows about them. They see fractal. They're like these big, you know, those like snake kind of things. Oh, yeah. Like that yeah. are just like cr- those big worms of like burnt vision of like the, they're all like rainbow y kind of like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like crystal y shit. They just right. like cover your whole eye and then you're just like blind. And I was like freaking out about it. And it turns out it's like super fucking common. It's like one of the most common kind of migraines. But I was like, it's happened to me there at work, and I went in the back. I had to take like this long ass. I had to go home and shit. I couldn't see. I was like, how long until it, the the obstruction in your eye went away? About an hour. Oh, okay. But um, but and then another time it happened at Trader Joe's. I had a full cart of food, 
like a whole, I was put, and then it happened there, and I had to leave it and go outside. And I was like, God. I had to go shopping some other time. <laughs> I was like, and sit in my car and just be like, fuck, fuck. And didn't really have that big of a headache, but my eyes were just completely fucked. Like, that's kind of weird. No that's kind of weird to get your first one in your mid 30s, too. Yeah. And I was staring at screen. The weird thing is, like, I, I kind of think of what set it off is I had my computer screen and the sun kind of right over it. So it was like, natural light oh. hitting with the blue light or something and it like fucked me up i don't have no idea but it, like i thought because of the reflection of the sun and the sc- hitting my face and looking at the screen the bl- probably like the blue light or whatever the fuck the lcd screens do to you that after a while i was just my just i thought it was just like i thought i stared at the sun for too long and i didn't i was just like completely it was just i don't know there's people that have had it before that are um that uh, to me, I was like freaking out. I was like, "What the fuck?" I posted about it, and it's like, "Oculum ocular migraine." Everyone knew what it was. Like, it was like twenty people going, "Like, oh, it's an ocular." I was like, "What the fuck is an ocular migraine?" I've never heard of that until like now, until I had one. But it's like, if you've never knew what it was, and then it happens to you, it's just like, it's the most like I thought I was having like a diabetes thing. I don't know, like I didn't know untreated diabetes. Eye going out. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a chronic overthinker too. So I was like, dude. It could be like 20 different things. I was thinking of all the different things it could be. And then I got calmed down. It went away. And I was very grateful. But yeah. And you're sucked. still seeing today. Can't hear with a shit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still somehow don't have tinnitus or anything. So like you don't that. use earplugs or anything online or online on stage? Uh, No. I don't actually. I should. Uh, but I go to a show and I'll wear earplugs. When I play, I don't wear them. Okay. What kind of earplugs do you wear? Just like the normal kind of like gun range ones? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, exactly. Just um yeah. you know, whatever your standard foamy yeah. former and you squeeze it and then let it form the ear type deal. I well, bought the one thing I, I bought ahead. like some I can't even remember the brands. Ones. My fucking memory is terrible now, but like they, they're not even Euro's. super fancy. They're just like little like kind of the ones you can reuse, it's got a little case. And those are yeah, yeah. Look like uh, they look like little Christmas trees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have like a little core in it. Stem. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And the uh, best earplugs I can I can for sure attest to. Um, uh, the deaf guy best best earplugs are actually like we, completely deaf. Listen to this guy. <laughs> listen keyword. There. No, no. It's uh just get I get go up to the bar every time. You see me do it a million times, Anthony. And uh, mm-hmm. I go up to the mm-hmm. bar and I'll just rip out a stripe, a little strip of it. Just go beep. And I'll curl it up and I'll put it and I'll find because the one thing I don't like about the a lot of those uh, earplugs is that they increase bass by like fucking 300 percent and all the high end gets cut out and you can't hear it. The guitars are just like they're more feeling. There's all like lower mids and bass. You can't really hear any of the like sheer cutting through guitar tones, but um, and it kind of just muffles everything It really muffles it. But if you get like mm-hmm. some bar napkins and just kind of just I, I pull I pull it put it directly in and then I slowly pull it out until I can find a mid range. I like Then I'm like, all right, well, it doesn't sound like shit anymore. It's quieter. Um, mm. cause it might not be perfect for your ears. It's a lot better than not doing anything, but, um, yeah, I just feel like those earplugs just completely just boost bass. So it's just like, like you can just hear like everything gets muffled and bassy. And, uh, when there's more, you know, a lot of mid range and, and treble and stuff in, in the range of, death metal and stuff so that's fine that was the problem i had this i tried i tried that once and like within the first 20 seconds even in the intro we didn't even get to the music and i was like i can't do that <laughs> pull that shit yeah. out yeah um, 
now though i do have in your monitors so whatever i get oh, back to actually playing that's going to be you know ear protection and being able to hear myself finally in a yeah professional that's way huge. so that's cool I mean, that's that's <laughs> what uh a lot of the bands that were like first using like faceless and stuff were like they were like yeah we use inner monitors as earplugs so yep. it's like they're they're plugged our ears and we just hear what we want to hear and that's kind of like the new hear the perfect mix for yourself that's what you know. did especially as a vocalist it, we were talking about blowing our voices out earlier that was the main way i did it was i couldn't hear myself because uh, i'm relying on sound guy like uh you know the the sound guy at the guy. venue they're not yeah. giving me a monitor enough or it's not the frequencies aren't right and then i'm just blowing my shit out every night because i can't hear myself that's pretty much why and you're like really loud to the crowd but you're not loud to yourself so right. you're just like <gasps> like going as hard yeah. as you can and i'm like oh i sound like shit and meanwhile i i go and watch a live video back i'm like dude i'm way too loud like it's, <laughs> they just boosted i mean they boost the shit you know yeah. but um yeah i got i fortunately finally upgraded to wireless mics and uh nice went the full sure route you know got the transmitter and uh or a uh, mixer so i can like mix myself on stage even and i got the inner monitors and it's so much better yeah yeah so are these shows with Abigen that you're talking about doing or is this? Back yeah, with... that's, okay. that's the plan. You know, um, we're looking on booking some things. If the right things come along, we're mostly concerned with just trying to get the album out right now and just seeing how it does going from there. But yeah, we're like, you know, looking at some booking agents and things of that nature. Definitely. Right on. So, um, so right now, so I might've missed it in the beginning, but, is Hammer of Dawn doing anything? Are you guys recording? Are you guys doing stuff like that? Uh, yeah. So we have two. We have two singles that are done. That are, it's going to be a sampler. We're just going to put out in the meantime, <laughs> and then uh, we are going to work, or we are working on a full length record. So we've done two EPs. We have some singles, and then finally we're going to get to an actual full length album. So that's the plan. I don't know how much we're going to do after that, but. It's more of just like when we want to write something, we write something. One of the things I'm really interested in too with you is that you're, uh, how old are you again? I'm 27 now. 27, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed um, some other people too, like you're really good at networking yourself. And, and you know, I've, I've noticed that you've been involved in like with a lot of bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, so how was, so basically being kind of a child of like, growing up with social media right is that kind of what you'd say has kind of been a yes thing and, and no and not like yeah and a, let me i'll put this in, i've been around it always but yeah. i've not always been a part of it really so i'm not really i mean i guess i'm sort of savvy but not not any more than anybody else i think more yeah. of what came for me was where i came from i was completely on my own like I didn't have a metal mm-hmm. scene. I didn't really know anybody that even liked metal. I just kind of liked it on my own. Yeah. So it was up to me to go out and find people to play in a band with or, you know, make, well, how it started was making covers and then being recruited to be in a band and then meeting people that way. It was completely up to me. I didn't have anyone pushing me or giving me any sort of like, uh, not, I wouldn't say encouragement, but no one was directing me. I was yeah, you know, just fucking throwing shit every direction hoping it stick you know what i mean so that was the 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 move was to to make covers and stuff online of you like showing off yeah i guess you know nowadays it's you know it seems like that would be a good move versus like you know 
trying to find people in your local area through flyers back in the day or something like that. Like nowadays it would yeah. be kind of just putting videos of you covering songs, showing your, 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 your highs, your lows, all the things you can do. And then, um, kind of sharing it online and through social media and stuff and someone seeing it and then someone saying, Hey, we need a vocalist and then having it go that direction. Right. That'd be kind of the way to do it now. I would say so as a vocalist. Cause I mean, if you really wanted to be like social media savvy, um yeah i guess nowadays you get on tiktok and like do like little clips and stuff i've never really been into that i like to do a full song cover and make like a professional like professional-ish mix it and um make it sound really like i don't i wouldn't just want to hold on my phone and do like a five second video that's not really my style so yeah that worked out for me because not that i didn't sound good but it definitely helped to have that level of production and then that sort of sold me to other people and they were like hey do you want to be in a band it's like yeah and then you know then you just go from there that was us too i mean we asked mac to try out for dreamer after his <laughs> last right. episode yeah that's right and it went really well and, and we we're all stoked and then we just found someone local so yeah it's that better kinda... that way better that way but i remember but i hope you have the shirt still and shout out it's Ooh. in the vault so like you know, like Cynic put out like the three vocal like demos that they had for before Focus. Like I'm still mm -hmm. hoping there's a few guys who have auditioned that we have those takes. So someday yeah, it's, but... that's, that's always cool. I always the little like sort of extras always interesting. Oh, I love that stuff, dude. Yeah. Very I think that's just smart to too. Dir directly to but... your point. Yeah, like that's it was networking. It was jumping on a podcast, and that's what led to this particular ask so yeah 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 sure. one little move one little thing one little show you decide to go to um that's how i met odious was just origin was playing in aptos which is like where i live right now like down the street from me like origin was playing in a like tiny little town and i was like i'm under 20 or under 21 i can't go in but i'm just gonna go outside and smoke cigarettes and maybe try to listen <laughs> you know yeah. and that's Let's where i met yeah yeah casey and david and everything and we started talking right there that was like just if I did decide not to go to that show, I might have never ever crossed paths and not be on this podcast. All, all the things all you know, crazy. like me sitting right here would not be a thing. Anthony might not be in the band because I met Anthony myself and then brought like I'm yeah. and yeah, stuff. He's my like he shepherded just, me, shepherded me into this. Yeah, but just like one, one move, I was one to, and I almost didn't go. I was kind of like fuck because I'm just gonna sit in the parking lot. Well, I'm like it's fucking origin in my hometown like an aptos like that's never gonna happen again which it never <laughs> did there's no other brutal death metal show that's ever come here that's not, not gonna ever there's no places here and uh so i just knew i had to i was like i'm just gonna go sit outside and then met david and we started like kind of like big dicking each other i'm like you ever heard of he's all you ever heard of deprecated i'm like no he's all you gotta check him out and i'm all you ever heard of <laughs> he's all no dude that's such a heavy like dense little four ep that you're just gonna bestow on somebody you haven't heard of this yet now yep. listen dude i know <laughs> it really is and it was, I, 2004 or three or something like that but if, you think about, if you think about it though with other things with this show dude like shout out to uh mike gilbert who i'm not at his house right now he's busy this week but he's been letting me do the show there's anytime it works out and i i love him to death he's been my brother for so many years and at the end of this month he gets to play live with his favorite band yeah and he's in 
that band as a live performer now because of something that happened on this show you know that's what's yeah up. it's it, yeah it's pretty fucking cool to feel i, I literally want to fly down there to watch it dude i know uh casey hit me up today and was like dude you should come down for that bubble i'm like fuck i'm <laughs> like in the you know, shit going on. maybe it's oh. a possibility um it's a year uh it was a year ago to that the day they announced uh that that show coming up a year back from that is the secret la shows also jan 27th Whoa. that was the time i went to go see cynic joel did you go down for that oh i missed cynic it, show in la no, okay so that makes me feel a little better about not being able to make it to uh the kiesel event <laughs> but you got but, to um, see the secret show yeah the secret show did it's they plan a different name year. uh Eurobark Eurobark forms. Forms. yeah that's what yeah, i thought yeah. They, yeah i remember that now that's so but, cool dude I mean, shout out mike gilbert getting that gig is fucking sick dude and i'm happy i mean he he's always perfect for it it's like, it's a dream come true for all of us not just him because yeah um, and shout but, out Kiesel for picking up Paul Masvidal. That was yes, waiting to happen. Yeah, dude. That's pretty Kiesel's cool, been doing right? that a lot, actually, lately, where they have people that have already guitar contracts with their companies, but Kiesel will somehow work their way in to be like, like they got Stephen Carpenter from Deftones, but he's for sure has ESP like guitars that's like been a staple that have sold probably hundreds of thousands of guitars with that, you know? And he's probably making a ton of money from that, but he wanted to try something different. And uh, ESP was like, "That's fine. You can do like a side, like side quest, <laughs> you know, like, um, or or like if you have an acoustic guitar that you want to do instead of an electric guitar, that's what I think Paul did with with Kiesel. Were they allowed to, to like make his own acoustic guitar with his mm -hmm. electric guitars being um, Steinberg? Jeez, that's the old school. Strandberg. Uh, Strandberg. <laughs> I have a St Strandberg behind me, but I, Steinberg is like the OG, but Strandberg is like the new." The IKEA fucking uh, eco version, or uh, <laughs> what do you call that? Where you make your wrists not hurt? Um, fan, fan, no, no, just like you know, there's keyboards that like don't hurt your wrists and oh, the, uh, yeah. ergonomic, ergonomic. Jesus Christ! Um, okay. I kept wanting to say economic. That's why that's um, the professor's always there for us in those moments. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um but no that's cool that's cool that companies are doing and that's actually goes back to that episode with zoth where he you know he's, they're talking about like not signing album contracts but making partnerships with record labels like it's not mm. doesn't have to be like signing your fucking life away and zoth is like hope i have a feeling they're going to be one of those bands that paves the way for bands where it's now the bands have the the power and they can now partner with labels and labels can help them <laughs> and not just like be like you're ours and then yeah, fuck right. everything you know because it, it's like there's now bands have control with social media and spotify and they can put their music out there if they have a good follow then like following then like it doesn't really matter like i mean there's you know like you said earlier uh mac with uh, shadow of intent like you know that's a, a band that was just like you know what We're, they do it all on their own right they don't have a label correct yep yeah that's like to me that's it's kind of the future unfortunately if i know i love a lot of people at labels and stuff and they're awesome and, and they've helped us so much and and i just think now it's becoming you know they're they're, they're taking your your merch money at concerts they're they're doing they're just picking us apart as musicians when you play it's like there's not really much 
I mean, the prices, everything's going up. Prices. Well, in the live food is up. One and thing. You need to make money. You know, it's like there's bands are going. It was already hard enough for us, but we didn't get merge cuts. We didn't do all like we didn't have to deal with all that. Now that's it's like yeah, the live setting is different, but nowadays it is um, not only okay, but very possible for a band to go diy it it really just all depends on how much of your time and effort and energy you want to put into that project you know a, a band like us odious mortem we got so much other shit outside of that project we kind of are just like hey fuck it dude our we just like the fact that we get the distribution really yeah, and, yeah. We're not looking know, for money. Our art yeah. gets put spread throughout the world no matter what we do. We just make it, you know. Somebody yeah. is willing to put some money up for us to solidify it in time, you know, how we record it, and then it's gets puts out that way, and then that's it. It's a relic. It's there. Yeah, it's done. And we're that's really all we as musicians in this project are looking for. But then if you want to take it to that next level, now is the best time for the DIY band to fully take reign, at, be at the helm of the whole entire thing and, and call all the shots, you know? And I, I really do back that for anybody who's got that drive and that ethic built in and they can actually you know put in the time and the work dude and and when i see that being successful for people dude i get i get more excited for them than i do for my own shit you know it it just yeah, makes yeah. me feel good like oh yeah dude there's another um example of how now you can flourish on your own. You don't need anybody else. There are certain things you do need a, a people for, but you just need money to back it. So that's another thing too. It's like financially. That's the, part yeah. that's, that's the partnering thing though. Is like they, they well, get a cut, you know, they partner I, with you. Like they do marketing, they do all that stuff with you, but they, they don't do, they don't take your name and they don't take the album and they don't take all these things. It's like, it's more of like a, it's a deal you guys make. It's not, like okay you guys own us or own the albums but like it's like no we, well you distribute it you and get a like cut of it licensing licensing yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a licensing like, deal rather than lab yeah labels now are basically a youtube channel so like if you're mm -hmm. yeah. cable, i mean that's really what it is oh mm -hmm. i'm gonna yeah. be on this channel that has this many f subscribers and can guarantee yeah. me this many listeners right but yeah. I, will, I, I say that this is the bigger ones like uh Abridge had signed the artisan era and we love uh -huh. those guys, you know. They oh yeah, they're awesome. They really take care they're of us. In it. And they're not, you know, they signed the band because they like the band. They're not signing the band to gal just, you know what I mean? That's not yeah, yeah. So and we've never signed a contract with somebody who wasn't that same way. They yeah. really like their fans, our art, and were fans of of what we were doing, and that's why we signed with them. It wasn't just somebody that I mean how you can't make money off of our shit. So I guess it's, really. it has to always be somebody who's, who's like got the passion behind it as well. You know, definitely. I, I it, totally agree. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like I said, record labels are always good for distribution. And like you said, 
YouTube channels, but record labels were YouTube channels before YouTube channels. It was exactly, uh, uh, <laughs> it was a built yeah. thing yeah. that had, uh, uh, a f- cult following, you know, in the underground, you, you'd have X amount of people that were just down for every willow tip release or every unique leader release or relapse or all, all these, all these metal but it, it didn't that label was something that was something that when we went to a record store we had a list of things to check off and the record label was one of those lines what is it is it one of the l- labels that you know you know and if it didn't have the label that you didn't know then you'd have to go off of other things logo album cover song names you know, it putting the features of a vocalist or something on a song title, and then you're like, "Oh shit, dude, Frank did vocals on this." You know, and then you're like, "I gotta get that. It's five dollars in the used bin, dude." You know? Yeah, absolutely. It to me, it's um, there's still labels I want to like just based on the reputation and the bands on it. There are some labels that I would love to work with, and. uh some of it, like the DIY stuff, we were talking about it. If you want to take the the helm and do it, now is the time. Right. It's still not easy. I no. will say things are more accessible than they've ever been, but because of that, the market is incredibly resaturated. So I would argue getting your name out there is actually probably harder than it ever has been. Yeah. As far as like rising to the top. Like the general process of it is easier. To actually mm-hmm. be successful is pretty tough nowadays. So are you saying that um, like algorithms and stuff like that are now what you would have to fight against to just have your stuff be? That's 95%. I don't think I don't really, at this point, it might be a little cynical of me, but I think in our little knit community here, you still have to have, you know, incredibly good art, but I think the art is almost secondary. It's like how good of a businessman and a marketer are you? That's really the main thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because definitely go for it. It Justin. helps to have, it helps to have someone in the band who like understands trendiness and how to market for the particular, cause it changes faster. I think Instagram and Facebook are staying around a little longer than I expected, but it really, yeah. everything else is changing pretty fast. And like, I feel like I've gone through entire fads of marketing without ever even getting involved in it like where you put text over a video as it's talking like as you're saying something i still haven't done that i'm like i gotta make one of those and i'm probably it's gonna be like out by the time i try so right. i think having someone in the band who understands it's always helpful to have like someone attract you know there's some things that like stay constant no matter what the medium is but uh yeah it's 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 changing pretty fast and it helps to have someone hip to it i think for lucy josh is pretty good at that stuff so yeah, we'll say too that um, I've always had trouble with that because I'm definitely all about the art. I, I couldn't care less about trends or right. It's it's like against our our nature in a lot of ways. So I think there's definitely also like a, a it's however big the amount of people who are into trends are. There's a growing amount of people who are jaded on it and like it <laughs> doesn't matter to them. And that that population is just gonna keep swallowing up the next generation so. <laughs> yeah dude that's, br- like- that's that's exactly how it is dude and i love that aspect of how we progress and grow 
as a society, as a civilization. It's like, it doesn't matter what kind of trends happen. There's always going to be this baseline of people who were just like, nah, we don't really give a fuck how that's rolling. Like this is actually the real shit over here. You know, yeah, I think the next trend is like going to be ditching the internet. I think social media is going to become like the next corny thing because people are jaded on it. That's like the next thing after yeah, we'll come after that though. What, co- what, co- what yeah. comes after that? So it's like right now we're on the out. We're coming out of the Facebook era. I think TikTok mm-hmm. is kind of taking it over, which, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But I think after that, people are going to be like social media, that's corny as hell. And then I don't think people are going to be interacting on the internet quite as much. They might be using the internet. I mean, they still will be using the internet, but I think people are going to look at social media. Like it's like, it's lame. So think that scares me, dude. Cause I'm like, there's already a disconnect that's been happening for quite some time now. And, and social media still being that one thing that keeps people somewhat connected, even if it's just virtually and yeah, it's fake too. people put them, their best versions of themselves on those things all the time. But if, if that were to phase out, ah, I mean, I hope that that doesn't mean that it's skewing further in the direction of more disconnect. And I would hope that it would push people back to more physical connection or, you know, talking on the phone, dude. I like, I'm still a phone talker. I'd, I'd much rather talk to you on the phone then talk to you through text or email. And that used to be a thing where people were like, dude, these people want to talk on the fucking phone, dude. It's like, annoying I'm, I'm, to the newer generations. Yeah, well, it used, to, well no, it used to be like, even when it was first coming like along, people were like, oh, like, okay. like You know, it's yep. like, and then it became like a more popular thing where everyone's talking on the phone. And then then texting came along, then like, why are you talking on the fucking, and like, f- like new technologies come, people go like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to, I'm going to stick with my way the way I used to do it, which was like, right. I'm going to stop by Chuck's house and knock on his door and see if he's down to hang out. I'm not going to like call him on the phone, you know, like, right, like, right. and then it's like, I'm not going to text him. I'm going to call him. And then it went to like, I'm just going to Facebook him. And then like, I went to just Instagram him and like, you know, like send him an Instagram thing. It's like, it's, it's just going into these like rabbit holes of kind of disconnect. And I think what Max says, I mean, I hope that would happen. I just think of the way they're indoctrinating and allowing a lot of you know children to be on these platforms at such a young age it's uh i feel like it's a, i don't want to say recruiting but it's almost recruiting <laughs> like getting these kids indoctrinated their whole life is this that's their social social is this that's social yeah. to them you know rather than you know social meant such a different thing with you know with our in our day but at the same time like you know we got to see we got to we we got kind of the hybrid like in our kind of generation we got social first and then social media came and we got to do both kind of so now it's now becoming kids that have only done social media as far as they're like you know they're they're being bored 10 15 years ago and they're like that's that's already in full swing and that's like how they communicate now and uh i think it's really bad i think it's like it's like weed or alcohol or cigarettes it's like I don't think you should be doing it until your brain's at least like 75% formed, 20 years old, yeah. 18 years old. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's like, I, you. You start I, don't even, I think that might be too young still now. Now science is like, you should wait till your mid twenties, really. 
because yeah, to your prefrontal cortex or they, the cortex. frontal lobe the frontal the lobe, lobe is, is it forms at 26 right they say that well, it's, it's 26. 26 is just whatever it's it's for every person it's 26 <laughs> <laughs> on your 26th birthday <laughs> 15th day of your 26th <laughs> um, but no it's uh it's definitely uh yeah i just think i don't know we're, i don't know what we're gonna see it's i'm trying to look at i look at things I try to be like more positive about looking at things because you can't control it unless you want to be a fucking psycho. It's and... instant gratification, really. I think that's that's the basis of that's, most. It's turned me into it. it yeah. me too. And I, I, because uh, shout out to Ian in the chat. He he was in my head at the point where I was gonna try yeah. and talk about paging. Yeah. Go. Uh, he said, "Page me, bruh. And I, and at that point, I was really thinking about my pager and how I used to have a pager, and there was pager code, or or getting paged by somebody and being like, "Oh, dude, I gotta find a a payphone and use change that's <laughs> in my pocket to call this person." You can't and page I, collect, I, dude. I've 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 experienced that in my life many a times, and and. It, it 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 wasn't instant gratification at that point. It was somebody's trying to get a hold of me, and now I have to, you know, problem solve. I need to get to a point where I can contact, you know, establish contact with this person who's trying to contact me. Well, you still like make plans that like we had to stick to for a long time. Like, all right, dude, next Wednesday we'll meet here at a lot more, dude. You watch a lot more. We'll just and 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 the one thing I always notice too, and I always try to do this, and it always ends up not working. But the one thing I try to do is being a wait, being in a waiting room, and obviously you have a fucking high speed computer in your pocket, and you can watch videos, you can do whatever you want, you play video games, whatever you want to do is in your pocket. It's like just but, don't um, do it. Yeah, just I'm like sitting there and just we used yeah. to be able to just sit in. A, that was a an old like I think it was a Louis C.K. joke. He's all remember like when he used to just go like this. Yeah. Like, just like wait around for yeah. this. <laughs> like and like grab a shampoo bottle if you take a dump because there's nothing in there and you just read the shampoo bottle yeah and like you just do anything you can to like to kind of like read something real quick and like it's not like instant like oh news oh this person just passed away oh what's going oh, yeah. you know it's like this uh this government thing just ha- it's like now it's like just such a fucking and i'll i'll totally know i'm doing it i'll be like well I don't want to do the looking around thing because everyone has their, they're buried in their phone. And I'm like, all right, you win today. (laughs) (laughs) I'll like, but I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of that, you know, waiting room just to be waiting and and sitting there and trying to use your brain to entertain yourself or, you know, I, I I do a lot of like drum patterns on my knees. You know, that's, that's a big one. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to keep like something going where I don't pick up my phone. And, um, and then I'll be like trying not to, and my phone's all burp, burp. Like trying to like oh, like I'll get a bunch of texts or messages or emails or something, and I'm like, "Fuck, dude! It could be work. It could be all these things. It could be like a family member in distress. And you know, like my brain will just come up with excuses to like look at it immediately." And well, you're not going to go we back. Used to not ha- we used to not have that option though. It used to be like you found no, out yeah. later. Oh yeah, <laughs> you I mean, found out, you out later. I mean, dude. hell, we're sitting here talking shit. I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I wouldn't have any musical opportunity of any kind if I. I pretty much got everything off of making Facebook posts and connecting with people on Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Definitely. And, on, and on top of that, I'm here. Even if I make a post, this is how overthinking of it it is. It's like I'm sitting here. I look at like three. If I catch myself scrolling at all, I'm like, I'm a fucking loser. I should. This is 
stupid. I don't know why I'm yeah. doing this. Or I even make a post. I'm like, oh, that's narcissistic. You have to make a post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. But you totally. have to do it. You know, it's like, yeah. I say you have to. You don't have to. But I mean, if you want it's to like an promote itch. your, you know, if you need to promote your product, you got to do that. So it's like. Or someone posts something that like, if you post like, uh, this band you love sucks. And you're like, and you're scrolling. It's like when your favorite bands are like, well, you're probably just all dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Your brain just wants to go like, well, yeah. and like wants to like prove why they're why they're wrong or something. Yeah, you don't. And I'll just like I'll delete it. I'll delete it. Just be like, usually I'll delete it. Sometimes I'll just be ridiculous and wake up in the morning and be like that's and like have like a like like a hundred likes and like a bunch of fights in the comments. I'm like shit. I shouldn't <laughs> like I'll delete that. But like sometimes I just uh, I don't know. Some there's sometimes I know. Like I'm reacting incorrectly, and I know that it's it's getting the best of me, and I'll do it in a sly way where I act like you know I'm not like trying to be like like fuck you, you know I'll, right, I'll right. try to do it in a sly way, but um I'm also know I know I'm wasting my fucking time, and I know oh, that this sure. is this is I could be researching things on my phone. I I don't need to be trying to like have a pissing contest with people that um like who gives a shit what they fucking think but i all of a sudden care about what they think i'm like right well that's no, you're the, incorrect that's, <laughs> that's the model kind of right of like it's like it's media like so before like we had all this internet shit like it was like you go to the like, warehouse whatever and listen to the songs and like the media or like the, you have albums i have these cds you have these cds whatever but it was like and people would have opinions and they'd be like oh that shit sucks or they'd be like okay whatever but it's my shit. Like I have these CDs and everything, but like, yeah, I, I put, think yeah. the media has always been there, but then the media became digitized and then it was like, Oh, now we're going to have like a social element attached to the media. So like what, like all of our opinions are like things that matter, like, and we're going to like view this and like, okay. And then, it, and then of course it comes to the point of the media being like, anyone can upload and anyone can create this mm -hmm. and the technology like, Oh, I can record myself, all that, you know, just the, just over the years of that evolving um, and then internet being faster and putting up stuff anyways. But like, it's like that, the social element just like, okay, so everything has to be like everyone's opinions and ratings and reviews and all yeah. that, which just I've, everything so much top 10, top five, top. Yeah. What's your top that thing what, of top things. It's like, yeah, it's like, it seems like, and, and, and it's also like, used to be like what you said, it's a good point. It's like, used to be what, we, what you went out and purchased was like something that you can have an opinion on. Now it's like someone can have an opinion on something and be like, okay, let me hear it real quick. And that's garbage. Uh, and they mm -hmm. can like listen to it within seconds, pull it up, listen to it and listen to like parts of it and go like, no, I don't like it. Well, that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I miss. I miss being able to just watch something or listen to something and not hear 50 opinions on it. Cause I don't give a fuck. And yeah, yeah, it really is you know? just your own opinion. Yeah, and even then, it's like I sometimes I just want to watch something for fun and not overanalyze it. And I don't even need to have an opinion. I just I don't need to hear it. Who cares? I get That's skewed still. Like I actually am. I'm very um, disappointed in myself. I'll get skewed from seeing a movie I liked or listening to an album I liked, and seeing someone I respect post something how much it sucked, and then really? I'll be like, well, maybe it sucked. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll like I'll like think like that, and I'll I'll take their opinion, and I'll be like, I'll apply that to my opinion, and be like, well, that's a valid argument why it could suck, and I'll like start thinking like that, and I'm like, no, you liked it organically. Like, why the fuck are you taking someone else's opinion? Right. It's just like your life, your what you like. It's not. There's one not anything. Uh, there's one part of your life where you don't do that though. 
That's it's uh, when somebody says the Kansas City Chiefs sucks. <laughs> <laughs> dude, That's the one time. The one time whenever you see somebody say that, you're like, nah, fuck that, dude. Fuck dude. that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck no. who you are. Dude. Well, it's like it's someone that like it, to me. The reason I yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of that, but uh, usually it's because it, it, the only way to to like uh, equate it to something would be like someone that play uh, doesn't play guitar, saying like, dude, fucking keys little guitars are just dumb or like you know esps are dumb but i like the brand esp but they're just like weird and like why the fuck would you know i get like i get like you don't even know what a fucking what a what a offensive lineman does tell me what he does i think like that's when they have these opinions and you're like in in your brain you're just like i've been watching this for 38 years like your your brain's just like i you know i can't let it go and the true but like that with that is like the true test is how the Kiesel works with you, you know, how you yeah. play that instrument, how you feel while you're playing it. But I like sports because they're not serious politics. They're it's fun, a place to debate and just have like little arguments and stuff, but they don't mean anything. I was just not... bringing that up as an, a point where, you know, that doesn't happen in your life, which means you can overcome it. But I was thinking about the things that I go to. <laughs> happens a lot. Sour, sour, social, sour social media. Sour media. Better. Yeah. Um, I go to social media for like three things. Check on the people that I love. Try and get impressed and laugh. Those are the. Yeah. Things. Laughing is my main one. Those are the like the three things that I consciously go to social media for. But there's subconscious things that happen too, dude. Like people getting injured. That. I've clicked on enough of those videos to where the algorithm's like, hey, dude, you need to see your heavy dose of uh, people getting injured today. You haven't you haven't clicked <laughs> enough injury videos today. I like not injured too bad. It. Not injured too bad, but injured where it's kind of funny. Yeah, like, like people, <laughs> you know, they get hit by a car, but they walk away. You need to see but, that today. But I think, know? like, also part of it is a natural thing, like, the more exposure like each individual gets as a musician to be able to put their stuff out there, the more exposure you're going to get with opinions and people like, yeah, or whatever, or causing this social interaction, you know? So like, okay. When YouTube is a perfect example, like when that came out and that was like a thing, Oh, now we can upload our, like, you know, eight millimeter or our, like mini disc recorded camcorder stuff digitally and put it on YouTube, like 2006 or whatever year it was. Yeah. 2007 or something it's like oh oh my god like wow how crazy and then all of a sudden people are like so first of all we have this platform where now we can upload like we could have never done that before you know never just like yeah. i took this video and here's a live show of us doing it like you know and of course on our phones we could do that later but the point is that like people would like like all of a sudden comment and then there's all this like this that social interaction which is the ups and downs or the positive negative of social media which is it sucks a lot and we're like so new to it like what the fuck like people are talking shit like what the hell or whatever you know or and like i don't know it's like that's kind of just goes with the territory like i don't know how to you know what i mean 100%. It's like, like what do you get it's just like it, it's just the platform like you have this thing and you're putting so if, if anyone can upload their stuff well anyone can talk about it or talk shit or it's, it's hard to like how do you that's why i it? don't think social media is gonna go away i think that we do need some kind of connection to the grid right 
it yeah, it dude. won't go away until we're not gonna go away dude we're just gonna fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until the town comes back uh, okay what's the craziest thing you've done on the oculus is that an dude, oculus? the boxing shit the, bo- the boxing game that like everyone talks about like like it's the hardest cardio game on really? planet earth yeah planet Whoa. earth probably what? it's like, like in, joe rogan's done it in your house yet um yeah no i haven't i haven't done it for months like probably like eight or nine months but yeah i would have to like you carve like a boundary it's pretty ridiculous you ever done like, the crazy like, shit where you're like on the edge of a cliff like at the grand no, no, no. Oh, shit like that I come on vertigo what's up oh my god dude vr self-induced vertigo it's the most safest way to experience something like the best videos on online are like not the best ever but some of the funniest are like dudes that don't understand vr and they're like in the mall or something (laughs) and they'll like do like the the cliff ones and they'll just be like they'll be standing with their family and put it on they'll just be like and they'll like fall face first (laughs) doing arm circles yeah yeah just thinking that like they're on a beam like oh my god the tightrope one yeah walking the tightrope that was the one i watched there was one i saw recently of like because there's all these like scary haunted like games you can go like you have to go around a corner and there's like ghosts and shit and this guy was like all freaked out and so his daughter or wife or someone like someone like dressed up like in a white dress and then put white makeup on and put black around their, her eyes and so when and then uh, did that whole like backwards uh handstand thing so she was like crawling backwards room. yeah and so when he took it off she was crawling backwards at him. Oh, <laughs> and then so he couldn't like discern like the game from reality and he just like ran like ran to a wall it was like freaking out so <laughs> just ran into a wall yeah i mean he was like falling he was like get the fuck out he was like breaking shit on his way out he was like scared as fuck like that's what was boy. perfect uh, yeah, I never really, uh, I never really got into VR. I, I don't know. It was like whenever I feel like it was like an added element of video games. That's, I just that's your need. human. That's your anchor, though. That's your. So that's what I'm saying. Like we're like, we never got into well, at our age. We're like, I never got into blah blah, blah. and like, like there's certain like cutoffs that we have where we're like, we stop here. We're not. I'm not doing TikTok. I've, yeah. I have cool. I've signed up for TikTok, and like just to look at because like my friend Shara, uh, Jared's wife, would send me a bunch of one of my best friends. Would share me a uh, send me a bunch of videos and I'd be like I can't watch them, and so I signed up for okay. it, and then um and then I have it now, <laughs> but I've never posted on it and I've like only been on it maybe like seven times, but like just to, like watch a video or something like that. But that's like a line that I have is TikTok where I'm just like I'm not. It's where people are blowing up too. It's like a well, it's lot incredibly like, you know, easy to to like figure out the algorithm. You just have to have the right hashtags and post during the right time of day. And just like know, kind of know your target audience. Like Facebook throttles reach like crazy. You basically have oh, to pay I know, Facebook hundred dollars for you know your nothing to be seen. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. not even anything. Yeah, I've like, like I've tried it before, like with uh, it before. With, yeah, and yeah, I was like I that. gave it twenty bucks. I gave the algorithm twenty bucks, and it was like it was like for a hundred likes or something like that, like twenty yeah. bucks. And I'm like, well, I want to get this out here because every time we post something on like a non personal Facebook um profile it just like get uh, it has like f- seven thousand followers and it gets like 30 likes and then i post something with my like my like a tenth of the followers and it gets yeah. like 120 likes and i'm like huh yeah. like they discourage businesses that's like the whole yeah. kind of the whole point of facebook yeah. you just pay them you just pay them off and it says sponsored below so it means that you pay it like tells everyone like this guy paid for this this guy's yeah. desperate i know <laughs> god damn they didn't used to do so, that 
don't Such know a what bad it. model like it's, it's, it's crazy it's, that that yeah that might be the downfall of that type but it's gonna eventually just like it evolved out of myspace it's gonna evolve into something new you know instagram was the same thing i think instagram i think tiktok took the instagram model the reels and because i remember one time i posted a reel it was just a dumb reel it was like me waking up in the morning it was that clip of someone going shit fuck cock motherfucker blah, blah, blah. it was like how i wake up in the morning and within a minute it had like four thousand five hundred views and i was like what the fuck just happened it was like all these people just saw it and then, yeah. yeah and it went it went in the algorithm it got in there and it just like for like 10 minutes and it was like like thousands of views and i was like what the fuck just happened like all my other views our videos have like 400 300 like not nothing yeah. crazy and then for a second it was just all five thousand so yeah. just showed it to everyone for it like got in for a second that got happened with uh the coleus uh uh clip too george uh coleus's uh clip from his episode somehow hit some algorithm or something where there was thousands of views on just his episode clip yeah and you're like what happened with this little clip that made it hit it just caught the right wave or whatever i Got don't keywords my ex, my yeah. ex my ex-girlfriend did a like a cat video shit on her uh TikTok and got like 10 million views or something. <laughs> it's yeah, people, people geek out to cats and dogs, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even I've never owned a cat in my that. life. Cats are in yeah. my everyday algorithm, and I think it's because I've just sent enough to Joel to be sure. like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It I, love, I love cat videos. Sagan, Sagan is Sagan like this. <laughs> YouTube's like that too. It's like you watch one thing and then your whole feed is just oh yeah. It, it's that whatever it is oh i watched a world war ii video now my entire youtube page is a you know Crazy. it's cookies walk. it's cookies whenever you go to a site or yeah. if you want to purchase something and, and they're like well you have to accept the cookies and you're like right well okay fine and then all of a sudden like my whole advertising scheme is based around that product for like ever <laughs> and a lot of people go like well it's because i'm we used to think like in the beginning of the day like uh, the early days of of that kind of cookie format was like Oh, it's like because I spoke too close to my phone and I said I want a coffee maker. Yeah, like, dude. I but get... no, no, but it's because you like looked it up on Amazon or something, and they like sold the information, and then they're like, "All right, they yeah. want this coffee maker." We've like talked that. about Jinkos on this show enough to where I have Jinko advertising. Did you ever Google? Did you Google Jinko ever? No, I never. I never dude. Googled it. After that, we just oh, talked about it on the show. That's it. It gets so crazy. I'll, I'll be at work and I'm like talking through Teams. Like I got so I got Microsoft Teams on my phone and connected to my work stuff. And I'm just voice texting, like, yeah, dude, this thick thing. I'm talking about like a Teams thing, and I'll straight up have ads about that shit. Yep. Like, oh, dude, dude like Microsoft is corrupt. That's bullshit. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> the mic is always hot. On, like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. Alexa, always we have Alexa's everywhere. Right. I, have a, I have Alexa in my yeah. room and in my bathroom and stuff. And I know it's, get, I don't I'll, do that. I'll, yeah, I'll get ads that. on Facebook from stuff I was looking at yeah. on Teams or Microsoft. It's all God linked damn. together, dude. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll be scrolling on Instagram, get all a the fucking a Jinkos fucking like, thing. No, I don't need to buy a fucking set of computer tools. Like I don't, you know, <laughs> or some whatever thing I was, you know, or like a, a chips, something like I'm like something randomly specific, you know. 
Are you guys all getting getting like therapy ads, like better help and all that shit? I get no, I'm getting mind bloom, dude. I'm getting like, dude, I'm healthy. Like, (laughs) you you brought up earlier, and I'm getting a lot of mind bloom lately. I got a mind bloom earlier today. Yeah, it might be me. The better help thing might be me because I I, I tried it and I was like, I'm on the Cali Death Pike now, but I definitely I gave it a shot once. So I was like, yeah, I'm down to like have therapy on the go, and it was like the worst experience i ever had like everyone's just like canceling and shit and i'm like sick dude and there's like one guy dude i wish i could have him on this podcast one time one guy was, he was like this is your therapist for the day and i was like cool it's good i'm just trying to like you know it's like vitamins for your brain trying to get like trying to get your brain in check and stuff like that and the guys are still like hey joel so my name is uh and it was like 45 minutes of this guy and i was sitting there just like the first time he started talking i was like oh shit don't don't laugh don't laugh like, so i know i understand how that could be hard for you but uh, we got to really work through the tough time. I was sitting there just going like, this guy is for real. Like a, <laughs> like a 60s sitcom guy. Well, I think that I know. if it's being presented in a positive, like uplifting way, I think that's. No, I, I, I thought he was adorable. I thought he was adorable. I just, yeah. it, it caught me off. It caught me off guard. And I was like, <laughs> and he just made you laugh. When I was, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. That was, maybe that's his fucking technique. I have no yeah. idea. Man, but uh, like, yeah, you like made me like, I got like, I got protective over him because I was like, Cause I was like, this guy's like poor voice. He's a sweetheart. Like, I feel like he got picked on a lot. I just felt this all these things from him. I was like, I felt like really protective over him. But at the same time, I was like, oh, he just, you know, when people just go like, oh yeah, sounds really hard. Um, sometimes we have to deal with difficulties. Uh, and I was like, sick dude. Um, I was looking for a cheaper, a cheaper point. <laughs> You're like trying to dump out trauma and just do something. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. You're like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because every I always hear like all my favorite comics and stuff going like yeah yeah like everyone goes to therapy and I'm like I, I you know I have shit to talk about you know I have like things that yeah dude dude yeah and I go to therapy every now and then with my uh my fiance just because we're about to get you know like married marriage is coming kids are down the road we just want like a solid a no, solid really? foundation and it's like well this is, seems like it seems like with the divorce rate and all the shit that's happening in America seems like a smart thing to do would be like talk to someone and just like mm-hmm. make sure we're on the same page nah. and stuff and, and she has a really good therapist and i'm like oh my god this is awesome i should get one of these and i go to better i was like hey joel so you're getting married sounds pretty good and I, was, I was like dude i can't, I can't. that's like i didn't know what cartoon characters were like oh it sounds really so, tough with your childhood should, that, they, you know, we can get through <laughs> shouldn't they be like taught like a psychiatrist psychologist or whatever to like not talk like that or like oh, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, like lawyers psychologists and i feel like i'm missing one maybe doctors they um, go to they do like speech classes i i mean i have a a personal like family friend that it's kind of like a valley girl she's a super nice person but very bubbly like valley girl you know like yeah and she's yeah. a lawyer she had to completely relearn her speech like <laughs> reshape like the way she pronounces things like mostly with her lips that's just, where a lot of that comes let's, from. yeah let's explore that for a second guys so if that is your profession if you're a lawyer a doctor or what was the other the the third person uh, you mentioned? definitely definitely politicians have to do politicians this. psychologists yeah okay Therapist. so um you're dealing with a lot of people all day. Um, you, if I was a norm, you know, as normal as you can be in that situation, you don't want to take as much baggage home as 
you possibly you, you want to make it to where you're taking the least amount of baggage home but you're also trying to keep that that every that eight hour day chill so you gotta fucking put on a front dude you gotta you gotta put on a mask you gotta fucking i'm so homeboy that you got at better help joel was probably like my my success rate with these virtual fucking things that i do if i come in fucking hot like hey what's up guys what's going down? you know it's like it 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 more so pushes the the session in a direction off the bat well there's these uh, kind of what uh what what mac was saying though there's there's these affectations on people's voices that they don't know they're doing like you mm-hmm. said, the Valley Girl thing. Um, there's a lot of these things. I, I still hear to this day when people do it. It drives me absolutely nuts. But um, fry. no, they go like when uh, there was a one podcast that pointed out with this, this like Valley Girl on there. And she was talking and she's like, you know, like that. And then she ended with like smoke mm-hmm. fry. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. bad, and the guy yeah. and, the, and the guys are still like mm-hmm. back to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's and terrible. Like, yeah. But there's a there's a really funny. Uh, it's only so it's only a minute long, but this is one of my. This is it's a, it's called Vocal Fry. So oh like, God, the video is called so Vocal like Fry. Hammer of Dawn. Like what's no, watch Hammer this. This of is, Dawn all about? This is the guy from uh, Office uh, Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this scene is. I didn't know this was like. Oh, he like nails this. Oh, I love him. Oh by God, the way, I'd like a large coffee. Okay, so hot coffee. Uh, okay, room for cream. Totally leave room for cream. <laughs> oh yeah, what's his name? Like Phil Livingston like or something? Why are you talking like that? Office this space. Shout this out. is my voice. No, it's not. I heard you talking a minute ago. I know you don't talk like that. Neither do you, because nobody actually talks. Like we gotta this. keep talking over it so we don't get this. hit. Today I chose to talk. Like you know the crazy this. thing it too is. Annoying, isn't it? Why is it rude, man? People talk no, like this across the whole country. I thought that was just a West Coast thing. No, it's it is. It's an affectation. Yeah, well, yeah. Mix it down. He goes like, "No, it's not. It's not your it's voice." It's an affectation <laughs> that annoying yeah. teenagers and rich people use to sound like they don't give a shit. Right. Except you work in a coffee shop, so I know you're not rich, and you don't right. look like a teenager. Unless you're Eunice Kennedy Shriver, knock it off. So just because I talk like this means I don't give a shit. And what exactly am I supposed to not give a shit about? That's an excellent question. To ask <laughs> in your actual voice. <laughs> Some of us would like to order. <laughs> oh my god! God damn it! Chicken in the bag, dude. There, there you, you go. See that right there? That's my favorite. You're a total dick, man. There, there you go. Good. Perfect. You're talking. Yeah. No fried, like, uh, uh, I mean, like, it yeah, is true, about. dude. I mean, it's like, like people use that. Like, it's a total. He, he's all. That's what rich people use, uh, and and teenagers use to not act like they don't care. Like what are you talking about? Like, I mean that like that a, scene was written from the idea of that encounter when you walk into a coffee shop and you listen to the person behind the counter and you you could just instantly tell that they're not being themselves to you. It's not real. This is all a fake transaction that's happening right now. I'm still going to get my product from you, but it we're all trying to act like no, I think he is... I, I think he nailed it with like they're trying to act like they don't care because there's some sort of issue in their life where they're kind of like 
like whatever dude i'm what like i don't care like it's whatever you want i'm so cool like it's like an ego slash uh you're not gonna change me like a perspective thing that's like an affect of american culture too it's like who can care less is the coolest which to me is the lamest fucking thing ever. i know like Mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't be super uptight about really anything you should kind of chill but at the same time you know it's cool to work hard you know you're not <laughs> work for working hard you know what i mean <laughs> all right we're so. caring about people like oh, i want to i want to see Go if ahead. i can pivot from like affects to like asking <laughs> mac about different vocal styles because there's some sick <laughs> black metal vocals affects to fx on the nice. FX. on Go the apg and stuff um and that sounded sick and like how many styles are there that you're like do you like identify them as like different voices you're like i've got this range this range or is it more like a continuum and like how do you choose for different passages and stuff i think it most of the way i select it is just based on what the part needs so i'm never trying to give uh either a vocal style or phrasing i'm never trying to um put something where it doesn't belong like if it serves the song then it's going to go there if it doesn't serve the song then it doesn't belong there i think that's a big problem with a lot of more modern metal and deathcore specifically is trying to overdo it 100 percent of the time not knowing what things need not all of it of mm-hmm. course but um for apogen specifically i would say i kind of gear more melodic and there's going to be more throat singing type stuff later and some i wouldn't say cleans but definitely some really experimental stuff that'll go with the more melodic parts and then you know if there's some good death metal riffage and you give it some lows you just got to know what the part calls for and sometimes you can flip and kind of do the opposite usually doesn't work but once in a while you'll really find something that'll sound unique but um yeah, I would say as far as like voices go, split them into octaves, save your low and high octaves. And then based on the different techniques I use, which I do about 50% fry, 50% false chord, I can kind of tweak that and get whatever tone that I sort of desire. And um, I think a lot of it has to do with the what I'm trying to get across. Like if a part's really aggressive i wanted to sound aggressive if it's very theatrical then i wanted to sound performative if that makes sense so um you know maybe if it's a hardcore oriented part i want it to sound aggressive i'm gonna pronounce more and use more of my actual like head voice versus like if i want mm-hmm. a melodic part to sound more black metally i'm gonna use more fry make it higher if that makes sense so you think about it a lot like technically Oh, go ahead, Anthony. No, I was just going to say, let's make it a little more sense for the listeners, a.k.a. me, be, being a vocalist. I don't fucking know about false and fry and all this shit. I just <laughs> do my shit. And uh, so... You know TikTok? <laughs> explain the false vocals and the fry vocals and all that a little bit to your ability for the listeners and watchers. Sure. So that's a good... A pivot actually because we just watched a video about vocal fry and that's basically just the reverberation of your vocal cords uh, and you can actually utilize that to create vocal tones mm-hmm. um uh, that's what throat singing is so that's purely you could that that you know really stupid affect can be used to make incredibly tribalistic 
primitive singing, which is pretty cool. So that's basically just your main vocal cords vibrating. Okay. To keep it really simple. So False saying, chord. Oh, but, uh, I, I was just going to say, so you feel, you would feel that more in your throat when you're Absol doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. I would say you're the tone that you're forming is purely in your throat. You're still going to use your diaphragm for air, but you're completely yeah. forming the tone with that okay. reverberation. Uh, false chord is more of like, try, let's put it into a really specific or like a relatable thing. If you've like ever stubbed your toe or I don't know, maybe you cut yourself or something where you physically yell that it like creates like, a, you know, a full, I wouldn't say guttural, but a full yell where you're utilizing your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what false chord is. It's creating a tone by forcing air out. I'm definitely a more false chord vocalist. Yeah, and that's I where the power like coming from are. my gut when I'm doing it. You're yeah. a false vocalist? I'm definitely false right now. <laughs> it's like if you ever hear really powerful vocalists, <laughs> they're they're gonna usually be in the false chord uh you know subsection of vocalists. Fry is definitely the more tone oriented stuff, but it's very much more controlled. So yeah, yeah. I I try to use both. Cause I feel like that's the most effective way, but I think most people are false chord ish. Cause it's more natural. It's not so hard on your voice in general. I like uh, to dabble in the fry. If I know, I mean, I know when things feel uh, like they're coming from my neck versus gut, you know? Yeah. absolutely. Um, go to, go to coffee shop on it. Yeah, So can I get a order <laughs> lattes and just talk to people, dude? Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, but what does false mean though? How how is it false though? I mean, I know it's like I'm being silly right now, but how is how is that considered a false versus a fry? Like, where did, where's the uh, where's the lingo coming to, oh, to the, call that false? The false lingo comes from there's falsetto. So there's like the false chord is like a specific set. I, I might not be getting this completely right, but from what I can um, like explain in the simplest way, it's like a whole different uh, like section of your vocal cords. So okay. or they're, they're vocal. They're called false folds. So like there's like these little flaps. So it's got to be. Like it, you think it's related to falsetto? Like it might be like the same flaps you might use for falsetto or something. To call it false just seems like it could be, yeah, because it doesn't really make much sense to call it. It doesn't have like a false sound. I don't know how to to call it false any other way because music seems so like up yeah. to the point we became death metal vocalists. Do we just felt human? Now hearing the flaps and the false and the chords and all this kind of shit, I kind of more feel alien, like. <laughs> I feel more like like I have gills and shit when when we talk about this, like internal gills that are opening and closing while I'm doing this shit. I kind of feel like it's it's um, I'm a HR gigger type alien. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely a lot more of a sign. Like if the really good vocalists um, have perfected these techniques and they know it's not a matter of can I do it? It's I mean, it's I can do anything, but let me mm -hmm. just uh, full, or shape it into exactly what it needs to be. It's like, oh, it just needs a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Any good singer can do that. That's why, you know, I say oh, gr any great singer can do that. And that's why they're great, because they have 
a lot more control. Right, dude. They might be like, at this part, they don't even realize that they're using 40% of one side and 60% yeah. of the other. Muscle memory. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, that 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 stuff blows my mind still. And, and even being a vocalist at 39 right now and not have anything, any knowledge of this other than I just fucking make a noise on a microphone. Wait. You never, you never injured yourself from singing, right, Anthony? No, other than what we were talking about in the beginning of the pod, where you got to take a day off or anything like that. But no, never uh, did anything that would keep me from making the growl noise. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, that would be the main reason to like need to know about this, like you know, acoustics and the science of it. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least the terminology but i mean if you if you get away with it without having you know ever learned that then and uh, i am actually have been told that and i don't know if this is uh probably it probably works against me in sustaining what we do as death metal vocalists but i'm what people have said a power growler so i'm i'm exerting more energy and yeah. more output when i'm doing it mm -hmm. so i actually burn myself out quicker there's a probably a way that i could figure out to um you know withstand that energy for a longer period but i don't know how to do it because nobody ever taught me how to do it i just taught myself like mm. this is what fucking frank sounds like this is what george sounds like let's try and fucking do it you know yeah and so, go for it i didn't mean to interrupt that abruptly but yeah no all right uh so you're gonna say um so like there's oh okay, right, right. Uh, there's like a different you know registers of like the vocal so there's like falsetto and these different things and all this and i'm posting these little things in the 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 chat thing but it's like the whistle register came up and mm -hmm. i guess this is the the highest vocal register in the human voice also known as the flagolet fl fl flagolet or Whoa, we watched model. the corpse grinder video earlier dude Flag don't register. say it again <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's not what i said no. anyways the point is that that uh... that's like the op so so what, what so like what if they have like Okay, they have all these different registers and stuff, but like in classical, is there a guttural guttural register? Do they have like no? Is they there... have they have those really I can't remember what they're called. Um, like the lowest register. Like if you ever hear it's, choirs, yeah, and some of those dudes, I mean, they're Dude, singing they're in, like bass singers or bass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bass singers. Yeah, like two octaves below like the lowest. What if you're just like, hey, you're like there's certain bass like singers that you listen to them and it sounds like a low guttural mm -hmm. yeah. that we would hear. But they're just hitting this low, low register. Do you think like the the whistle register is like what Chris Barnes is tapping into? Oh, the, so the, the whistle register is like <laughs> there are people that can do like these screams that sound like uh, like a horror movie like you know I, I mean I it's hard to even describe they call them tea kettle screams because they uh, have like a like they really do have a whistle cool. they're so high pitched and that's what they're referring to <laughs> almost like, like the oh, go ahead sorry. yeah Tibetan throat singing and stuff too though you talk about throat singing and stuff there's mm. 
There is like a like the gnarly Tibetan throat singers can have like a low oh, going and it, two dude. highs going. Yeah. Like, so that that is called that's like a polyphonic sort of thing going on, and that mostly yeah. is due to mouth position. So like, uh, I'm not going to demonstrate because I'm not warm or anything. But yeah, yeah. You, can, oh, yeah. you just make one note, yeah, yeah. in your lips, and it'll make sometimes you'll be able to deviate into different tones that's why when you hear like i mean not even just throat singing but you can do that with gutturals too like a dickie allen type of thing where he does a high and he'll tunnel it with the tongue position or he'll do it like a polyphonic and it'll literally create two or three tones simultaneously which is pretty cool more than yeah, pretty it's, cool dude it's fucking I think, rad I think yeah it's possible but i think it tons i think of travis from cattle yeah he's the yeah he's the main guy to do that in metal like yeah. as far as starting to do the poly or i don't know about polyphonics but tunnels for sure yeah 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 who are some vocalists that you're uh, joked on right now do you guys know a band called carnosis they're like kind of a newer death metal band that they released an album last year i think they just signed a willow tip but their vocalist Mm. is fucking gnarly man like really really crazy good yeah like trevor carnosis like you know trevor black dahlia but with a lot more power and a lot faster too. I mean, that guy's fucked. (laughs) He's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So check that out. I'll, I'll send you a couple links, but, um, he's really the main one. Otherwise I, I kind of just get stoked on really unique sounding black metal vocalists now and not, not like goblin vocal type stuff, but more of like the guys that can actually sort like, they can like really sing like other opera singers, but they just happen to do like black metal vocals. That's what I so like. I I I came across black metal and I was like, oh shit, the cult scene. Like, what is um, pure is what is black metal, right? Mm-hmm. Then I got over that and was waiting because coming up, death and black metal was a thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I I think that the incorporation of black metal has really hit its peak in the last 10, 15 years to where now black metal is fully a part of everything that's been happening around it because we all know that black metal was so anti-scene in the beginning and as soon as it became a trend, all those OGs just decided to expand in other directions. Yeah. But um, either way, what I now am at 39 thinking, which it, it's I love that black metal has finally found its way into extreme metal like it it it's now completely in the veins of extreme metal underground shit and um i love how people are expanding it now i i think that technical black metal is something that i've been waiting for since i was 16 and it's now here and it's like full form um and i love it dude i i love seeing and hearing 
uh, bands expand that as much as all of us listeners will let it happen. And I'm here for all of it, dude, because now experimental technical black metal is something that is the most impressive to me. Yeah. It's, it's weird that, um, like the big stereotype is like people, a lot of people say like, Oh, black metal sounds the same. Black metal is probably the most diverse metal genre. There's every, now it is sounds different. Now it is. Now it is. Back in the beginning, it was <laughs> super diverse. Dude, what do you I mean? But if you could, if you could find the, the synchronous or the idiosyncrasies of yes. a super specific genre, then of course, like death metals to, and black metal to 90, 2.37 uh, percent of the population <laughs> probably can't tell what the fuck's happening. It sounds all the same to them, so it's not super di- diverse sounding. I wouldn't say that's that would be ever something I'd ever say on a podcast. But uh, as far as um, I'm just kidding. But um, no, as far as like a, you know, black metal, like it's it's diverse in the production and in the uh, in the presentation. But also too, you think about like bands like Immortal versus a bands like you know like. Uh, those Heimgard or the fuck, you know, they're a little different. One's thrash, one's black metal. It's well, like, yeah, but you're talking they wear, about they wear fa- they wear face makeup, and they're both they're both black metal, but they're not both black metal. Like it's not. I, mean, no, I don't know how far know. Immortal goes back, but uh, what, Dode. Yeah, they're more Heemsgard. black, more tin can. Black I would metal, call the Dode Heemsgard, which is um a band that came like right after. Yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. So there's that that second wave Norwegian who is literally like we're gonna do everything against popular metal. Right. And and then there were the second the second wave of the second wave, which is Demu, Dodhimsgird, um Hades. Uh, all these other bands that came out of that Norwegian scene that was just like, we don't want to sound like anybody, even our production. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny I'm, too, because <laughs> you can tell the difference between like black metal scenes by how they sound. Like, Icelandic black metal has its own sound, Polish yeah. black metal has its own sound. Those are my two favorites. The Icelandic stuff tends to have a lot more melody and a lot more like it's almost like more dramatic sort of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then you listen, you know, like Norwegian stuff, is just dark, you know, it's really, it, right. it's got its own sound. That's cool. It does. It does dude. And, and there is actually a, uh, interesting aspect to whatever chord prog- progressions they use in black metal, um, that evoke, a, like, a high intensity of emotion. I'll, I'll, I'll find myself almost on the verge of tears during, uh, a chord or a, a, a progression that's happening in an old shitty recorded song. <laughs> It'll be like so bad. Like I have to turn it down because my ears can't, withstand the frequencies frequencies. but when i listen to this this melody that this band like over or something like that Mm -hmm. their their earlier stuff that that harkens back to the 
true Norwegian black metal or whatever. I'll listen to some of those songs and I'll, I'll catch myself trying, uh, catch myself stopping myself from crying. And I'm like, what's going on with, with these notes versus right. those notes? You know, it's like these, they're, however certain songs are constructed there are definitely sounds that um make people react a lot quicker than they would just listening to a normal song you know and, and you go from something like that to like marduk where it's just, yeah. it's just punk with like crazy vocals it's like, <laughs> awesome you know that's so different yeah, so it, it and and I think that's that's what I love about that scene, which is I listen to it and it makes me um, touch on, yeah, maybe it might not even be the darker sides, but the the more negative sides of life, which we all um, experience, and we're trying to act like we we don't. Yeah, right. Very true. And also, yeah. like, black metal is, like, the only genre of music that gives me any sort of feeling. I don't know if that makes sense. But Dude, like I, I mean, I listen to music and I enjoy it. And it's like, oh, this is fun. But I listen to black metal, I actually, like, actually feel something. It's it's a bit different. I think that maybe you might be kind of a happy dude then. I don't know if uh, <laughs> we've talked, know. <laughs> and, talked to you enough to really figure that out. But I think that I also am a happy dude. So when I... I hear sad or depressive music. I re react to it uh, more extreme because I don't have those emotions um, arise during just the, the daily Freaking life, life. you yeah. know? It makes sense. Um, and we want to feel the full, we're, we're evolved enough and, and, now i'm starting to get egotistical but i'm just saying we're evolved enough to where we still want to feel the full range of human emotion you sure. know so um if we're not sad enough we might be gravitated towards sad music because life is telling us hey you got to feel the full spectrum dude and you haven't felt enough sadness lately <laughs> void, void to fill i guess <laughs> yeah speaking. yeah i i think that that that's how i i i at least look at things like if i i see myself listening to more depressive music maybe i'm just like hey dude you're in a good place because you don't have enough of this depression in there you know sure sure, sure. i could yeah i could see that that makes sense Anybody else on the podcast feel that? Yeah, so I'm like way into uh, like Hagen. And, hmm. Oh, what are we talking No, do you feel like the art that you watch, listen to, or whatever is filling the voids of what you're not feeling enough of in your daily lives? Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, music, I've talked about it a million times, but it feels... Yeah, there is like certain things. I think that's why music's actually brought out the reason why I even thought about like maybe therapy might be to get like an. I want to understand more about this because there has been times where, you know, I'm like going through tough times or I'm depressed or something. And then 
music will bring me out and make and while i'm listening to music i'm thinking of like a fun time in childhood or something you know, some, or something create or like a dark time in childhood and how i overcame it or like something like that and uh so yeah no it, it, i feel like it kind of like picks on your the things you're like kind of self-conscious about a little bit uh, i mean certain certain music though certain yeah. certain music brings you up and just like a riding a fucking a chariot i'm like going to the moon like while, while a bunch of unicorns are pulling your chariot and you're like fuck yeah brother with like a beer in your hand there's no, that too but that, i think there is definitely that <laughs> but i think music but in that sense like it i think it's more than just i mean this is like an obvious statement i'm just kind of like adding to what you said is it, it's more than just though like the nostalgic connection or like oh this makes me remember this it's like the music itself provokes this like atmosphere emotion like right. feeling yeah and it like Scenery. changes yeah like changes your your brain like it's almost like the order of things like cinematic stuff where like yeah let's like takes the sand and then recreates like another like structure mm. it's like it takes like your brain patterns and like readjusts things like in a sense to where you're like and that's why it's so euphoric in a way like because mm -hmm. it's like it's like oh like and, it, and that's why it's like it's like okay like take like the most stressful day of work and getting off and just being in this like completely you're like configured to be like uncomfortable you know like yeah. the, the worst day of work just you know not all jobs are always like that but just say take the worst example and and you're like so out of whack you're so like you know you're not in tune with that and then you you know go jump in a jacuzzi go in the ocean you know get a good meal listen to some great music like all those things will just reset but music is like a specific way of doing that that's like a, mm -hmm. it is like a drug, but it's like a healthy drug. Yeah, it's you're choosing to either feed it or work yourself away from whatever emotion you're feeling at that time. You can kind of use a, not only music. The jacuzzi is jacuzzi will take you out of most things, dude. <laughs> That's similar. Well, similar. <laughs> it's a musical. Music's like a an auditory jacuzzi, kind of sometimes. <laughs> yeah it's a good way of putting it but also like that's why you don't hear many people being like i don't like music like how many times have you heard someone say that i think i've maybe a heard couple times in the last couple of years and i'm like what actually fuck? Like, what are you talking it about is, it is uh uh it, yeah throws a shock in the system dude that's when weird. i hear people saying that my, my ex didn't like music and that was a, a weird I, or she didn't really just just didn't really care about any music and i mean surprise surprise didn't work out you know but like <laughs> there's, there's one thing about not caring but like not caring i i kind of get but like i know people that are like i don't like music yeah seriously like how do you not it, like sound is such an important part of the human yeah. psyche if you don't like that there's something going on i would think if somebody doesn't have one favorite song i'm like it's weird how can we move forward from this <laughs> like at least it, even if even if like your favorite song was the happy birthday song like yeah you can start from that, here dude. it's like it's not a fun song at all but like like it's not like one you want to throw on like you go on spotify and type a happy birthday song <laughs> but it's like it's still like it's like you're into a melody and so, like you're you're on to something like if you're like nah mm -hmm. nothing i don't it just annoys me music annoys me i'll be like what, if, what the fuck like makes you happy like like you, when you sit with yourself <laughs> it's really strange I, I what do you do when you i mean i listen to mostly podcasts in the car anyways but it's like after some point i gotta listen to music so what do you yeah. do when you're done 
listening to people talk what do you do a lot of people don't do anything man that's kind of why we are where where we are where we are i don't think a lot of people do much anything for the most part it's it's good to be with yourself too but like the thing is like okay it's like okay it's like a movie or something like like there has to be this element of of coolness or like um the artistic part but also just like not necessarily like the scene or something but like like nirvana is a good example it's like there's there's like a an atmosphere or there's, there's like an aura around a band like that where you're like oh like yeah like i love this music like it sounds great but it's also like speaks to me as like an individual like whatever kind of thing you know and it sounds dorky but metals this i don't know it's like it's it's like this whole thing where it's just like it's an identity oh man like how cool is that that they're like i don't like i keep thinking of morbid angel for some reason but it's just like oh what a cool idea to to be that band like that what they did like in so many fucking ways but like just like oh it's like a movie dude it's like morbid angels like freddy cougar or something or like hellraiser like movies that came out or something like what a genius franchise you know like there's there's that there's that part of it like you're saying it's 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 not just about music it's like so many different levels but it really translates into identity and what people tend to associate themselves with i mean not to pick on the coffee shop girl again but it's literally they're basically like that's so me you know that's what they do yeah (laughs) i love that that's what we all do we all do that but okay so here's the thing that, that gets argued a lot is that people say okay well you can't compare movies to music because people like identify way more with music like their identities than movies you know so like so like they say like oh it's not a good comparison to compare like cannibal corpse or like like to horror movies or something because people don't like 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 uh, attach their identities the same way to horror movies and stuff but it's like i buy that but i also kind of don't buy that i don't buy it and and i think it's like dude people straight up wear horror movie t-shirts and shit and and go to conventions and do all that and and totally attach themselves to genres of, of movies and stuff and these people might not like metal at all or they listen to like industrial music or they listen to fucking happy hardcore doesn't even yeah. doesn't even fucking matter like what they listen it's just like everything you do like if you're into something and you're into a thing like you're kind of like associating an identity to that in a sense i think yeah. i think mm-hmm. you're on to something i think like a lot of like let's let's say that you know um cannibal corpse becomes as popular as taylor swift i think a lot of it um we wouldn't i don't think we'd all be cheering that on i don't think we would with like all the little kids with i think it's a lot of it comes into the the counterculture part of it where we're kind of like fuck that pop music Mm -hmm. we're into this like cooler Mm -hmm. more aggressive music that we found and it's kind of like this club of people that have found it it's like almost like a club of like flat earthers they're like dude you believe in this too it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like no no i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. saying that's i'm not saying i'm not saying it's the same thing but i'm saying like uh like if if your favorite band your if spawn of possession became as popular as rihanna that would break my Kevin heart dude. was <laughs> break my heart. taylor swift then <laughs> i think that we would all probably not be listening to death metal i i don't know actually would be if, sick if, and, but if, if spawn in its form no touch by any corporation whatsoever 
came out and, and did their thing and got that big <laughs> that we would be like oh shit we wouldn't be like nah fuck that we would constantly the be the guys we don't like walk around the party like do we listen to them when they like they we like <laughs> went to the show they're like five people to show dude we were there before we'd be that guy that like saw Jimi hendrix like before anyone saw Jimi hendrix and then we'd be the guy like going around everyone going, we saw him yeah. And he was nobody, dude. I don't yeah. know. So uh, that may, that, I need points for that. It's, I need points because it, I found him first. I think it's I think it's super comparable to the movie industry in so many ways. Like it's like that's this movie that came out. It's got like the best reviews. People fucking love this fucking whatever this barbarian or some shit or Ooh. fucking or you know, whatever fucking you know whatever whatever movie that just came out it's just like oh shit this shit's fucking crazy but like a lot of people know about it but they respect it it's highly rated or whatever like but it's not like a mainstream thing like like and even like take the most like like the exorcist or like the biggest horror movie ever like it's probably made a lot of money but not like spider-man money or smart star wars money or something like that and it's not made for a main audience it's not made for kids it's not made the same thing with like right. death metal and music like that's it's i think it's super comparable i don't, I don't see where the, the conflict is there it's very similar and and you have like huge subgenres of of fans of that and, and and those come out and they get released alongside all the other big movies just like death metal gets released alongside mm-hmm. all the other mm-hmm. styles of music and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super similar. I don't. I don't see. No, it's totally. No, it's I mean, a, no, no. I'm just talking. I'm talking Gimble about like a, came out with a Lincoln Park fuck. sounding album. Then yeah. that's when we're gonna be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like if everyone that liked Cannibal Corpse like went and saw like if Cannibal Corpse was a movie, but like switch it with Barbie, <laughs> and like everyone's like dressing up in pink and going like, dude, this fucking Cannibal Corpse. Barbie Corpse, dude. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be, I mean, not that pink's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like. I feel like a lot of the reason why we got into the style of music is kind of like there's so much more talented stuff out there. Like, why are we why yeah. are we touting this like very un, like very easy? I mean, even though a lot of the the pop songs are like they have a lot of gnarly songwriting behind them. Like, as far as like uh psychology psychologically written, like I'll be mm-hmm. I'll have a I'll hear a song like "Living La Vida Loca." I'll hear mm-hmm. it randomly and I'll be I'll be humming it all day long. And yeah. And well, then I feel like it's part of the government that I think government wrote it. It's part of like, the government. Government dude, psychologist. Fuck the government. But, no, <laughs> no. What what you're talking about is something that's true, though. We at some point, at least subconsciously, and all all five of us on the show right now, subconsciously in our lives, we were like, "Fuck, uh, art being fed to us. We want." to find it ourselves yeah and it's, it's true it's ego but it's still true it's like we all were just like you know what i i don't like your 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 menu i want i want to find a different menu in order yeah, it's like being at a restaurant yeah like i want to go that i don't want to go to mcdonald's i want to go to that underground place that makes <laughs> that makes way better food that yeah, that, that yeah. was the main thing for me was like I got tired of really mediocre shit being thrown in my face because most things that are popular aren't popular because they're good or like have artistic quality. It's like they're taste makers. You know, someone's yeah. like, watch this. You watch this and you go, okay, that's most. I mean, media in general is kind of like that. You yeah. Know, big yeah, movies. Are like, this, is, this, is, this is big. Yeah. Everybody this else is, is talking about it. Check it right. out. But it's the same right. thing with like say like take Metallica. 
Yeah, yeah. Like all the old Metallica album, like the first four or whatever. And it's like, like they're just, oh, okay, we get it. Like they're classics, you know? And it's like pretty palatable for like a lot of people. Like it's not yeah, a yeah. super edgy thing, but it is edgy to like my parents or some shit or like, you know, like, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Like, what the yeah hell I still like them. The first four yeah. albums. Oh, yeah. But, awesome. so, but it's Love like them. to my mom or something like, you know, the difference between Metallica and Cannibal Corpse, she doesn't know, you know? Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that like, it's the same, like same comparison. Like, like things are, are are naturally going to be bigger to a massive massive audience just based on like those elements being more like colorful and and like it's like a, again it's like Terminator Two or something like would be like Ooh, it's kind of yeah, it's got it's violence, but your grandma would be like that's yeah, you know, that's kind of cool. It's okay though. It's like it's just, <laughs> right, you know, Metallica. it's nothing cooler than listening to a violent song with your grandma and you're both exactly getting oh, down. Dude. What what drives me nuts? Is you were talking about horror movies earlier, mm-hmm. but people like bash metal and all they fucking watch is cheap. Oh, I know. Like like D level horror movies. I'm like, you know, metal is horror music. Like the yeah. whole the half of horror movies is music and suspense, and you're too dumb to make that connection. Like that yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, it's also the religion thing. That's a huge part. Like mm-hmm. it's also like people get. uh like the you know, yeah because like a lot of metal came from you know there's there's so many angles you know of course again metallica yeah. skated around that and so that's why you know but like slayer is like or be. like bands you know or of course whatever even of course even iron maiden and stuff or like bands like that that kind of like did some of that stuff and got like people you know backlash even though they, they were very successful of course but like i don't know like i i think that the the metal stuff for for the outside even like people that don't have know anything about it they look at ozzy you know in the 80s or something and they're just like oh devil worshiper and stuff and so that like i think that is probably what did some of the most damage to i mean like because movies like people know well of course it's a movie like it's like off the bat like even though if it's has that kind of content like the exorcist or something like they know it's like a movie and they're like okay there's a priest in it and there's always they're not like it's just assuming that's the message of the movie whereas like in the music people are like oh that's the message of the mu-. and then there's fans that are like following this and so they, they look at it as like a culty thing and it's yeah. just so it's stupid just, it's like, hilariously ironic because movies were created primarily as propaganda pieces that's how they originated <laughs> yeah. whereas music was not that music yeah. was like yeah the hymn that you sung around the campfire with your cavemen buddies it wasn't yeah. like yeah. movies were literally created to be like think this think that that's what they, they right. were for and i'm a film guy like i love movies man and yeah i recognize that and so also, like when you think also, about like horror films and and where it comes from and and what society is getting from them well it's it's fear obviously that's like the number one thing so why is fear such a fucking seller because people people are like obsessed with like well it is it's like fear porn that's why people love the news because it's like, oh, this bad thing's happening, and they. But it's not happening scared, to me, dude. so I'm yeah, okay. they love being scared yeah. and afraid, though. I want to see it shit. happening to somebody else. Right, it's like it is like a human condition. It's human the same thing I was thing. saying with the injury thing that I was talking about earlier. Like, right, something right. about <laughs> the algorithm or just 
living, like as long as there's a healthy dose of fear given to each. It's a balance, dude. It's a balance. So like, it's like beer. Like, so it's like IPA, like the strongest IPA, like whatever Rasputin, Russian, whatever those things (laughs) are. Some shit like that all the way to like the lightest fucking lager. Like, it's like, dude, like, I mean, I feel like there's just like, especially with rock and roll, like in that turning into metal, there's just a little bit of edge. Like there's always this little bit of edge. Then you back, back, back to black Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, Oh, this is like mostly just awesome rock. And I, I can dig this, but it's also this different, it's like an edge to it. There's something there. And I feel like that just transcends all the way to metal and in, in so many different ways. Like, uh, um, like you you could compare and also with horror movies in the same sense like there's a totally different vibe with stuff like freddy cougar as an example versus like thrasher shit or like you know right. uh, i think freddy cougar is different the, the so like animal is like thrasher, you know you know what i mean and then like deicide or something's like exorcist or some shit you know and yeah, then like right. and then like you know suffocations like you know hell hellraiser or something and then morbid angels whatever it's like there's all these like they're all different and they all have like different but they don't all create the same vibe but i don't know i just mean like but that little tinge of like oh like going from all the way from black sabbath iron maiden judas priest something like that like that little tinge of it it, it it's the edginess tinge but it's not like the mm-hmm. guns and roses motley crew edginess tinge of like drugs and rock and roll kind of shit or even the 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 kiss stuff the cheesy kind of version of that it's like this dark edge like it's like this black sabbath was like no 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 like we're and other bands did it too but it's like sabbath kind of pioneered that or they're they're like the poster child of that of just being like and then iron maiden of course and jewish priest and and so on and all the thrash and all the venom and all that shit and all whatever yeah but like but it's like there's the dark edge or something that's the weird part about it too it's like you add a visual medium and people are okay with that so like you listen to devourment and there's a a real picture behind you of a guy with decapitated you're like oh that's (laughs) that's taboo but then you can watch seven saw movies where people are getting every appendage cut off of their body right how does that make sense and that's that's fuck you dude i i I don't know how you listen to that what the fuck yeah it's like completely it's like what's wrong with the with the multi-million dollar selling horror movie that's in the theater you all you and your friends all millions of dollars yeah and it it ain't the birds from the 30s either you know it's like some ridiculous slasher film you're like never it's funny because i it took me probably i i I mean not didn't take me but it's been one of those things where i never related death metal to horror at all i just thought i didn't either music. actually i thought it was sicker music i thought it was and then when i heard there was a, a documentary with campbell corpse and because to me like death metal had like a, a progression where i got to and i was like oh it's a, the heavier sicker more mm-hmm. aggressive thing mm-hmm. but i remember hearing alex webster talk in this documentary about campbell corpse and he's like it's just horror based stuff we're not actually going to do that and I, and I already knew they weren't going to actually do that the, the, the lyrics that are set, like what they're saying i didn't think that they were going to be like oh we're going to chop we want to chop people and we want to like you know shoot them in the everywhere well, they'd all, and, like, they'd all like, be in jail now if they had done all that. i know and, and it's funny because i love bringing uh osa like i brought osa to uh, backstage uh, dan kenny uh, dying fetus and stuff like that we were all hanging out with dying fetus 
and she was like these are the sweetest guys ever and right, i was right. like yeah they're adorable like everyone in all like the most brutal death metal bands are usually the nicest people that i know and you go to like like more like popular like uh ego driven music and they're assholes and like right you know it just it's totally based on ego and how cool i am and and how how, how many bitches i need to get and blah blah, blah. And, and death metal's more like dude we're making this like crazy music and and people are finally like taking this path to get here and they're finding it and they're being like this is fucking awesome and and like yeah. understanding everything about it. it's not about like oh it's horror it's like to me i found that out later oh, yeah. alex Webster's like we're just saying it's you know we're, we're, we're he said we're, we're basically a horror comic book lyric wise and it, it's the music wise it's just like an aggressive style of music so it's not but, like okay so now that's established and that's fine but that is really the surface level of what we are about. But that's the cannibal, that's you the funny. will come across cannibal first before everybody else. So then you start digging, and you realize it it isn't just horror. And also, you've already been exposed to horror movies way before that. I we were you were talking about Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is actually still so the the number one villain in a horror movie that sticks with me today that's because it he'll get me in my dreams you know that's literally like yeah, what? What, a, what a jerk premise dude <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be kids and stuff and be like oh dreams. i can't even go to sleep to get away from this what guy asshole right? <laughs> the best you know? is the simpsons with uh, uh groundskeeper willie hey. <laughs> in your dreams (laughs) so good so you're already exposed to that before we get it into death metal i think that the normal american male came across horror films before death metal right was this black sabbath typically after like a horror movie though which one probably I think Black Sabbath was like a movie. I mean, I know I'm I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And then, but I'm just I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going back to I'm uh, saying well, that for me too, though, was like that's how they, that's how that's their, what, what Casey's kind of getting at is that that was our kind of their Trojan horse into bringing that style right. into to rock, you know. It was like they were horror. like open about they're like we were trying to create like a horror movie like like rock music there's so many people we've heard even on the podcast too where it's like they in my brother same way like when he was in the early 90s he was like I, he it, it's it's never been something that i wanted personally but he was like i just wanted to like be more scared like i was like mm-hmm. people like talking about like like being scared they were like being like right that's Whoa. what i'm saying because you know i mean that's like why uh, on a different point that's why like the majority of american women listen to true crime I, I'm not an American woman. I listen to true crime. You it's are an American porn. woman, dude. You're, that's the, I mean, that's you the are a American woman. Why do we watch I mean, shows like Dexter and all the different or whatever? Yeah, that, are you an American woman now? <laughs> I'm actually yeah, probably the most American woman out of all of us. On American woman. It's just funny because um, that's like the target audience, and it, it does expand past that. But like, you go up to a go up to a 35 year old white woman in the u.s and see what they're listening to they're listening to true crime dramas 99 mm-hmm. percent of the time oh, it's yeah, just yeah. it's fucking fear porn dude it's crazy i don't it know is. why it's, it's like wild. that but because i, I mean it's bored to me i i don't yeah, like we're bored. The, the, no the horror thing never appealed to me so i never was scared i'm like 
But I'm logically brained. I'm think... logically brained. So I'm like, I'm not scared of Freddy Krueger. I've never been scared no. of it. Because I'm like, that's not Never. real. So I'm not scared of ghosts. What are you so scared not, of then, Joel? Real life stories the of, ocean. of your, your family fucking <laughs> hanging out and some guy comes and stabs everyone yeah. to death. Why does it have that. to be my family, dude? Because I'm trying to say, like, how scary is that? Are you scared? A little bit <laughs> you know what I think? I, I, okay, I think I, about I, it every day. I just have to saying it's scary. So, like thinking of like hearing stories of it so, actually happening, what, you're Joel, like, what scares Joel is my family dying, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're no, yeah. no, I'm trying to put it because you're you're saying what scares people or like in, in that like what gets people so off on I said you uh, personally. I want to know what that, scares, that scares you. me. That scares me. Your family getting and my family, everyone my, my dad getting stabbed in the middle of the night. Everyone gets like I or shot or something. Like I get scared by that. That's like real life scares me, like horror. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like like uh my fiance she'll like watch a, a there'll be a, a preview for a scary movie and she's like nope not about you know she's like not about it and i'm just like and to me i'm just like it's not i'm not like i will watch this like naked i don't care <laughs> i don't well, care about you it. should watch some french uh, horror dude because french horror no, that's, will fit you in that i don't like i don't like uh, irreversible the rape scene and irreversible i don't uh, that. That. There's, there's, <laughs> i mean that's crazy so, that's right. real though that's real though that. so no, i don't like married those okay. two were married i don't know i don't know Oh, I just can't say the R word. Um, but I I like realistic stuff scares me, is what I'm saying. Well, okay. Well, one thought though that I just had is that so I think that to I I kind of slightly want to retract what I said earlier about uh it, it isn't quite the same for most people. For us, it is different, but like the connecting yourself like to music or to or like movie genre like okay so in, in the public perception it's different than how we as metal musicians think of it and i think that's important to understand meaning that us metal guys the perfect example is like we're in t-shirt you know t-shirts and fucking shorts and we're listening to all these bands and black metal death metal doesn't matter but doesn't like affect yeah we're not like oh like we're putting on makeup and shit like and we're like acting as this kind of like person like a goth or something like oh i listen to industrial i'm a goth you know right like we're like these metal we're just like oh we're like surfers we're like going to the beach but yeah we happen to love cannibal corpse but like we're not gonna yeah you wouldn't like know that unless you know we happen to be wearing a shirt or something you know yeah right Um, but i so i think like for us like we're just like wait what do you mean like we can listen to the most extreme insane music of all time i can listen to bethlehem and i'm not gonna like start painting my face or like shooting yeah (laughs) you know doesn't matter it's funny which by the way i actually would love to paint my face with you while listening to bethlehem on a beach with shorts and sandals on so the last boy i'm gonna shut up (laughs) the last point is that but but there are people that do do that with music and in the public perception especially like going back like to the mtv era and like back before and like the 90s and everything people were if like oh i listened to or like new metal like i got my jinkos and i fucking listened mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. all this shit it's like people associate you with genres of music like and that's like how it was publicly for so long and i think like a lot of people still are like that i guess i don't know the media like, kind of does that to people still yeah, they're like the they're kind of like yeah. they'll, they'll show like an example of this per- like these kind of people that like this thing do yeah. this and you're like, ugh. And like yeah. all the all the people across America are like, ugh. And then like right. it's kind of like a public perception that gets brought across just Marilyn Manson, dude. Is the yeah, yeah. Nostalgia nostalgia yeah. is still a very 
potent thing to sell things on. It's funny yeah. that, like, what you were saying earlier, Casey, about Edge. Like, yeah. I mean, black metal is the quintessential point of like going way overboard with Edge. And I don't give a fuck about that. I just like how it sounds more. Like, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. None of that even matter. That's why I like death metal because it was the only place I could go to listen to music that I actually liked that it wasn't some dork putting on Jankos and not even caring about the music that much. You know what I'm saying? It was the only place I could go. Dude, I owned a couple pairs of those. Um, no, but what I'm, I'm thinking about now, dude, the sickest rollerblades. Now I'm gonna. I don't want to make this dark, but it's kind of scary in our conversation. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. How? Um, wait, what, we were just talking about Jenkos. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I'm, I was. I had something there. Let me. But dark as Anthony it. is is losing his memory. Apparently. No, we're th- almost three hours in, but I watching had someone age. God damn it. <laughs> so the nostalgia. That's okay. So I'm going to use that as the base of my theory. Nostalgia. So uh, nostalgia, what it means to me, what it means to y'all. Will it be the same for the uh, newer generations that are exposed to everything as soon as they're conscious? No. Not. Next question. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Maybe. Next question. If you don't, I don't think it will be. I don't think this. I, no. I mean, nostalgia will still work for them because they're still going to have to link to something in those uh, formative, still works. formative still years works. that it happened for all of us. You know? New metal's coming back as a like selling out <laughs> festivals. You're That's like nostalgia. No, you're like yeah, old like history is gonna come cool. back, dude. And it's gonna grab a couple of them, dude. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the interesting thing with nostalgia: the nostalgia for future generations will be using a certain piece of technology. So it's uh, yeah. not going to be the actual content. In order to have nostalgia, and how we mean it, you have to have enough of an intention span to like fully ingest something and sort of like know it inside and out like a good Uh album i mean um with them it's going to be the things they used to use like uh i don't know be like a like an older person playing like on an arcade cabinet it's not Mm -hmm. the actual game they give a fuck about it's the fact that they had this thing that they used to use that's what's going to be nostalgia for them nostalgia for me is always going to be like an album i listen to i'm going to hear it in my head every day not Mm -hmm. use my ipod to listen to you know i don't care about that Mm-hmm. Do you think it's not going to be the piece of technology? It's going to be the, the oh no, it, it is kind of like Content. the box in which like so you're saying the the arcade game, the box, the arcade box that they used to play on, yeah. is the nostalgia or yeah, the it's, content? It's the medium, not the content. So like for oh, okay. us, it's for us, it's the art content type of stuff because that's how we're designed. We're musicians. For so, most people, it's the medium. Imagine yeah. us going into a place and it's like a Facebook arcade where you. <laughs> You know, or Dude, I hate the museum arcade. Museum. That's fucking awful, man. That's terrible. Here you gotta walk up to a, a, a thirty years thing, put oh, your seventy five cents in now, probably at that time, and 
<laughs> you get to fucking watch old Instagram floppy titty. Oh, videos they captured everything, like that, everything you did on on social media, and they're like, they captured and you can go to like a museum and watch it. That sounds like actual hell to me. That's fucking terrible. I don't even like Facebook now. Like fuck. There was a funny. Uh, there was a what's it called? A, a Norm Macdonald bit where he was talking about like. He's old back. My, he's all my grandparents. There's just one picture of them, like, ah. yeah, like yeah. with like a farm fork ah, on my like, grandparents. Ah. Yeah. And, then, and like in the future, it's going to be like, hey, do you want to see a hundred thousand pictures of, of your grandma in the summer? <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> so true. Uh, hey, here's your grandma. <laughs> I love Norm. He's my favorite comedian. Oh, he's Norm's he's rad. He's my favorite of all time for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, his misdirect, the misdirect yeah, in man. Norm McDonald yeah. is what I love. Because you could sit and listen to him talk for five minutes, and then the punchline comes, and you're like, "What the it's fuck? Such a waste of time. Where it's the great. fuck? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but it's still He's so excited hope. about it. It's, no, so, it's, it's his it's, delivery. His delivery yeah. is like the best. Yeah. It's it's the most confident like where he's yeah. like no dude on a huge tonight show he's like no dude keep listening and then like <laughs> he's just old man and he makes you keep listening like, dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout uh, out norm all right yeah, shout all out right. mac yeah shout mac, out mac we, uh, too, dude we exceeded three, the three, three hour mark yeah yeah Cool. Plus I hope 15. I hope I, we got to talk about everything we wanted to talk about. <laughs> I hope you got to talk about everything you wanted to talk about because I we've been in the weeds quite a bit this episode. But yeah, man, you know, just here to have fun anyway. But hell uh, yeah, dude. Well, I'm I'm hoping you did have fun with us. Yeah, it's absolutely. One thing, do, man. I'll, I'll uh, point out something that with the podcast is kind of funny is that when we do a part two, we're just we're kind of just like, yeah, we'll just have them on. But we like think we're gonna ask the question again and just like go through mm-hmm. the normal like line of events. So we don't have a plan at all. We're just like, yeah, dude. So uh, what brought? You- oh shit, we did this already. Uh, so what do you think about like fentanyl? <laughs> I know. That, yeah, that went off. <laughs> went off the rails a couple times. <laughs> like fifteen minutes in, we were already talking about <laughs> pharmaceutical <laughs> shit and saying yeah, man. fuck big pharma and all this kind of shit. Well, yeah. hey, always a good time. I appreciate it. Does, that. It doesn't have to. That's the thing about Cali Death Podcast, dude. We're just here to hang, dude. It doesn't. That's this music behind what I'm, I'm saying right now is amazing, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, no, it's all about having fun. We're just here to r- rock out for a few hours on Thursday and see what somebody like Max Smith is all about currently at his time in his life or her time in her life, and and boom. Sure, we got it, dude. I, I we got to hang out with you. Got to bullshit about tons of stuff and get a little uh, info about what you're doing right now, dude. And plug it again, dude. Tell everybody uh, where they need to go for all this awesome Max Smith related stuff, dude. Sure, man. Uh, Max Smith on Facebook at Max Smith Vox on Instagram. Listen to Apigen new album in March. Yep. Uh, nice. Geek- you can hear it through the artisan era on their YouTube channel. Hell uh, yeah. Two singles out right now. Have one coming out on the 16th of January and um, another in December. And then we'll be releasing another video with the release of the album. So go check that I want out. To, uh, I want to shout out the singles from the Apigen. They're really, really good. Especially the first one. It's called Thousand Yard Stare, correct? Thousand Yard Glare, yeah. Thousand Yard Glare, yeah. That one uh, immediately caught me. It's one of the best singles I heard in 2023. And your vocals like really like 
send it. So that's really Thanks, man. I got I got caught in a thousand yard glare this last weekend by my seven year old. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'll be able to relate. But, you uh, know where you're just like zoning, and then all of a sudden, he, all of a sudden, somebody snaps you out of it. Well, it was my seven year old, like just zoning. Yeah, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, you know what, kid? I don't know, dude. I yeah, man. <laughs> oh, pre pre uh, pre cell phone, we used to just zone out and just be like, yeah. I still do. I, I've learned to zone out. You, everyone should learn how to zone. And we're out. like, we're like, oh shit! Uh, the top of that no, tree I, is blowing no. crazy right now, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's gotten but, uh, so weird. Like, where you're just like, you feel like you're in a waiting room, and you're like, if you're like not on your phone, it's weird. You're like, <laughs> you're the weird yeah. guy. Like, I'm, I'm looking around. People are like, why are you looking around? Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, why are you eyes back? Why are you showing people your eyes right now? Yeah, you're like, like, <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, like. Wait, I know the color of your eyes, dude. That's fucking crazy right now. Yeah, you like look at somebody, they're like, and they make eye contact with you while, while they're on their phone. They're like, what are you doing, dude? Get on your yeah, phone, yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's true. Go listen to Apigen, dude. Come on. Yeah, Apigen. <laughs> Hammer yeah. gone. Yeah, man. Um, Rock McDonald's. Our music. Yeah. That's uh, a, uh, what's, what's that guy's Hammer name? Gone. <laughs> Hammer Rock McDonald's. Gone. Who's that? That's it. Uh, who's Rock and Roll McDonald's? Come on, Anthony. Rock and Roll McDonald's. Rock and Roll Roll McDonald's. Fucking Rock and Roll McDonald's. Oh, oh man, I don't know this. This is a Stern bit. Let me. Uh, so Anthony, I'll, I'll play him some Howard Stern after we're done because I don't Wesley know if he's listening to enough right? of it. But uh, uh, he, uh, Willis, Wesley Willis. Jesus Christ. Uh, dude, this is so foreign to me, which is funny because I've been listening to Stern. What about Kurt Cobain? <laughs> he has morbid angel yeah. morbid angel anyway does he really okay oh, yeah he does he's crazy angel. <laughs> all right you don't know right. either i don't i this is not ringing any bells I, and i, I want boomer to scold you after this all right boomer school me i guess i'm going to a boomer class after this guys um but i love you and we'll see you next week um the resident homies i love you too joel Oh yeah, Joseph and Casey, like all you too. with me every week. And Mac, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us again this week. I had a good time tonight. I hope you did too. Absolutely, man. I'll be back whenever you want me. I'll be yeah, here. Yeah, good shit. Rock on, Battleforge Coffee Generator Rehearsal Studios, CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com, and everything that Mac said. We'll have a great weekend, yeah. and so will you. And buy all the merch that last the Lucy merch. Boom. Boom. Shout out Love Sam. You. Sam Haglin bought a shirt during the episode. Shout out Sam. Thanks, oh, Sam. Live nagging next episode. Goodbye. Oh, shit.